0: Okay, good. We good then. Just making sure. Wasn't no janky stuff going on with the settings and switched over and stuff. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, but this is the technical part of it.
1: Space alien technology. <laughs> yeah, I was watching this, this interesting video. I, I stumbled across...
0: I, I was guessing that's what it came, this came from. This had to come from
1: a documentary or something. Yeah. I stumbled <laughs> across this channel. Or it found me. It chose me, right? Yeah. But I stumbled across I this channel. And on YouTube and it'd be talking about like history and stuff. And the first one that caught my attention history channel, nah, hell no. That's <laughs> fake shit. Uh, Well, here's the deal, right? The problem, the problem that we have is that some, some sources of information that we receive since, since it's filtered and it has to meet a certain criteria. You get what I mean? The history mm-hmm. channel to me is like, it's cool, but it's, you know what I mean? It's the history channel. So it's like it's still I mean it's I still guess you
0: could say it's corporatized, but yeah, it's narrow. Do exactly.
1: It has it's, it's it's very specific in what it's gonna post now or the stories. Like it only goes on what's gonna get them ratings. You get what I mean? Which is at the end of the day, what's what's important for it to exist. So yeah. because of that, you're not gonna get you know what I'm saying, you're not gonna get the raw. It's like almost yeah. like independent yeah. artist type of stuff that yeah, I've been yeah. looking for. I mean, so, that's, that's
0: how I came across the, the YouTube channels back in 2011 that told me the truth about 9 11. You know,
1: hey. So I'm not gonna touch that because <laughs> I don't want shit coming back. 10 I didn't say now. nothing. I just said
0: the truth. You know, you said whatever, enough whatever the truth is.
1: But I didn't say enough nothing. Already, I didn't say nothing. But um, but yeah. So what first caught my attention and like how crazy this information is. I I download the videos from YouTube. Cause I'm like, just in case it ain't here next week. Yeah, <laughs> I got it now. You know what I mean? Um, so the first keep, one. Where do you keep
0: all these big videos at? On that, on man, your our phone, phone our, or on a hard yeah, drive?
1: Our phone. I can't say. Actually, it's not safe for me to say gotcha. where I keep it. I was trying I make out this copies, of, and I I mail copies to different people so something never happens to me.
0: I was trying out this new hairstyle. To, uh, the, I don't know if it was Mike Tyson's dude that had yeah. the
1: part. Who had the part? I don't remember who had the part, in their fro.
0: But I was trying to see how it worked. It's cool, bro. You know, have fun right.
1: with it.
0: Yeah. That's what it's for, right? You ain't gonna like this is too much hair. Like literally too much hair right now that I have. So like what else what else should I do with it besides just do stupid shit? I'm gonna go to work like this tomorrow, I think.
1: What are they gonna say?
0: Nothing. Because of the Crown Act. The Crown Act protects us blacks now. <clears throat> Did you get to the part of the of the of what you what you saw?
1: That made you even bring this up about alien technology, space alien technology? Sure. Um, the researcher, her, her name is, I'm, I'm assuming it's a her, um, Sylvie Ivanova. And um, hold on, let me look up and make sure it is actually a woman. The way the guy talks about it, I think he does say she though. So, but you know, let's make sure. Wait, why does that matter? Um, because I don't want to be referring to it as a her, thinking that it's oh, a woman's you don't name want to and it's mis- a man. Misgender,
0: misgendering a person.
1: Not misgendering. It's just you know we gotta we gotta make sure we can't be on here being inaccurate with stuff. And just are on we on here own. right now? Yeah, it's a woman. I figured. All right. Anyway, though, um, I watched two. Here's the thing. It's not really her video. It's somebody else explaining. Her work, you get what I mean, yeah, um, so I, I had to check and see like, well, is this person dead? Is this person alive? You know, but the way they talk about her is like she's still alive. I haven't looked that deep um into any of her stuff, but anyway, in the first video, it was basically her her work, and I'll call it her life's work, whatever I don't know how how many years she spent into it, but her you know career's work in um bringing to light, right mm-hmm. how. The Roman Catholic Church came to be, or Christianity came to be such a powerful um, organization, right? Gotcha. Um, and so, <laughs> it breaks down like basically how history was either erased, you know, whereas the people that would pass on stories were killed, or the books were burnt, mm-hmm. or they were they're they're being kept somewhere that's not available to the masses, you know, or to mm. the general public. The enlightened ones um, only have access to it. Right. So, um, it talks on that. It talked on how, in both of the videos I watched, um, that he was talking about, it talked on about, um, Islam and Christianity when it, when they first were formed. they actually were one religion over time. They actually spilled it off and one became Islam and one became Christian. So it's, if, if, if you ever read the Quran or if anybody who's watching this, have read the Quran, you would know, like there's hints of, you know, the Genesis story in the Quran and, you know, Jesus mentioned in the Quran and, um, even the format is similar to to a King James Version Bible or whatever, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But he was showing like images of actually like the actual moon, the crescent moon, and the and the cross were like one thing. It was like one thing, like one object on buildings and stuff when it represented like what a church was or a mosque was or whatever.
0: So the okay, point I'm making you. is like
1: it's it's interesting enough information today. The video he was talking about was more so it, like I said, bringing to light. I don't like to use the word exposing, but bringing to light or um, how they made it seem like the Romans kind of created civilization. And so mm. they were showing examples of other places around the world that it it wouldn't make sense for how they looked at the time and the technology they possessed at the time for them to have been taught those technologies by a foreign invader or a foreign country or a foreign person you get what i mean okay and when they would predate the technology it was like some of this stuff actually existed before they could um date it existing you know for the roman kingdom or whatever so basically it's, it's just challenging that narrative that you know the european powers created civilization and, and have the best technology and all this they probably had the best armies and the best weapons yeah but it was it was more so like you conquer somebody and then you, you, you know, you take on their, their technology, you learn it, you have them teach it to you and you incorporate it in your society. You know, they, they basically, when they was conquering people, they was basically assimilating them anyway. Um, but like I said, it was just interesting because it's so, it's so interesting to me and I'm gonna say interesting one more time, just because I done said it four times. But <laughs> when we learn something in school, and we we were we're made to believe that's fact, and then we hear something else, and we're our minds are automatically so resistant to accept it. You know what I mean? Because it's, it yeah. goes against what we were taught. Yeah. In school.
0: It's, it's uncomfortable.
1: But then, why do we so easily accept what we were taught in school? Simply because we were kids. We were malleable. We were sent there to and trust these
0: people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's always fun, man. It's always fun to to learn the things, and that's why I say, like, with the channel, they only can really you know, challenge so much. It's funny you say quo. that too,
0: Dustin, because school made learning unfun to me so bad, right? That I spent like my early twenties uh, realizing how fun learning is again, right? Like, if you like find if you found the right sources and the right things that you actually care to like learn about. I was like, man, this shit, hella fun. Like, this is a time passer. This is like, and this is back when I didn't have my PlayStation. So I was like, this is the fun, this is fun shit right here. (laughs) You know, I was like, so yeah, it's funny how I don't know if it's on purpose, if it's by design or whatever it is, but they slowly made me associate learning with unfunness.
1: And (laughs) unfunness.
0: Yeah. And so to, to, uh, be reinvigorated by learning again and having fun with it. It just changed my perspective on so many things, you know. So it's funny that you said that.
1: Funny how? Like, what do you mean funny? How, funny in what way? Like a clown?
0: Well, not. Nah, I don't mean it like. I don't mean it like
1: that. Like, what do you mean funny? I you're entertain not, you. What do you mean funny?
0: I mean, you know, you know what I mean.
1: No, I don't. Like, tell me what, what what makes what makes it funny. What makes me funny? Come what on, makes man. Makes it funny that I said that.
0: Come on, man. Don't bust my
1: balls. Don't bust my <laughs> balls. Come on, man. But, uh, you, know, you know what's crazy, dude? You know right. Apple makes... Well, you don't know because you don't have an iPhone. You probably didn't have it long enough to experience it. But they, I feel like somebody is, is logging into my phone and putting together uh, a slide of all my memories from the pictures I, I took throughout the year. So like today it hit me with uh, these are your memories from the the winter or something like that or the fall or something. And uh, one, I'm I'm, a, I'm aware
0: of that. I'm aware of that technology they do it, they do it automatically in your gallery, right?
1: Yeah, like a little slideshow. Yeah. And one little clip was me and Dad was watching Goodfellas <laughs> when I was back home.
0: What recently? <laughs> this like, year?
1: What are the odds? Yeah, this year. Yeah, I was like, what are the odds that it would include that little video clip into my bro. movie? It was you know, almost like it was meant to be, bro. It was, listening,
0: it was meant to yeah. be because coming off of last episode, we was talking about Kaepernick, right? The Kaepernick show. And so I happened to go look at uh, this this other podcast uh, talking mm-hmm. about the the Kaepernick show. It was Dr. Boyce Watkins and his wife. They was talking about it, right? And yeah. in in the conversation, they mentioned Goodfellas. They they he brought up the line of you know fuck you pay me, right? So he he yeah. he referenced Goodfellas. Which made me go look at the clip. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go see what this clip is. Because I, I didn't know that's what that was from. I thought Beyonce made that up. Just joking. But uh, I'll go to look at the actual clip. And I was like, okay. For some reason, the clip made me want to see the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is on the list now. This is on my list of, of movies I need to go see. I need to see. Not planning on seeing it anytime soon. But it just so happens that I happen to stay over Will's long enough. Which I had planned on leaving Will's earlier that day. Literally, so I to... packing your things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so it just so happens I just happened to be scrolling down it randomly, and not not settling on a sports channel, but looking at Goodfellas pop up at and and from the beginning, pretty pretty close to the beginning,
1: and so all the took edited. was Dustin edited said, it, well, by the way, edited the edited man. version, the TV made for TV version that kind of that kind of threw me curse off a words. Bit. Yeah, and with commercial th- breaks that's yeah. how good it is that you're willing to sit through cuz it's
0: a long breaks. movie it seems like it's a long yeah. movie on its own anyway it is uh and it seems like it should have been a series by the time I was done watching I was like they should have just went a made a whole series about this cuz this don't, is don't ridiculous. give
1: anybody any ideas chris
0: i'm not i'm not saying that they should now because they already did it but you know they will <laughs> but but yeah. it's a I mean, also we it uh, reference back to what we was talking about last episode, where all these game movies are the same thing over and over again. It's that it's that kind of thing over over again. But you pointed out to me, in your opinion, and I think Will even stated in his opinion that this is the best version of those kind of movies, and so one of
1: the best, at least, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, well, Will will at least outright said this was probably the best one he's seen of these type of movies, like 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 these, uh. And so, whatever your opinion is, it's a great movie. It's what I learned from watching it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was as good as advertised. It was one of those things where like, you hear the words all the time. You hear the name of the movie all the time. And you're like, uh, yeah. I don't really care that much, but people hype it up. But for some reason, everything conspired, Dustin, for me to finally sit down and watch this movie. And I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed.
1: Yeah. And what's crazy is that I want to find better words to, to use instead of saying stuff like interesting and crazy. So that's my assignment for the month. Okay. But what's interesting and crazy is that
0: <laughs> we're going to have to ban these words for, for a month for
1: you. The, the, the style of acting and the type of acting in that movie, it didn't really require any Oscar worthy performance. You know what I mean? Hmm. It wasn't like that. Um, and I haven't seen any of the Godfathers all the way through. That's why I say I don't want to say it's the best because I haven't seen. Okay, I haven't seen Godfathers either all the way through to to speak on any authority. You right. Know what I mean? And would you
0: would you throw um, uh what's it called with a the dude that gets shot at the end, Scarface? Scarface. Would you would you throw that in this category of movies? Because in yeah, my mind, course. I do. Okay.
1: Of course, and that's why like. Although what's funny is, you know, Al Pacino is in both Scarface and Godfather, you know. Um, but with this, I think it was the way that the story was being told and the fact that it was being narrated. So it's kind of this coming of age. Yeah. You know, which
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a sucker for those. I think I, mm-hmm. I love the coming of age theme in any type of thing and any type of storytelling for some reason. I don't know why, what yeah. it is. So they got me there. That's where they got me hooked. That thing. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see what that's. Goes. That's the
1: key, bro. It's the perspective, cause then, then it doesn't matter if the person is is a criminal or a hero. Y- y- you still like them because they're make like you still grow some type of attachment and you root for them. Some kind of fondness. You know I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if they're even if he's, like I you know I know his, I know his mama,
0: I can't root against him.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and and with this one, they really didn't even. A, explain his family, his upbringing too much. You know, it was more nah. so his family was, you know, was that uh the family that he he grew up in and around.
0: Facts. Facts. You learn that's the that's the that's the family that you associate with and that's the one you you pledge your loyalty and allegiance to because of all the things that come that come with <laughs> with the that come with it. And so it's like
1: what <laughs> oh shoot
0: but i i'm just thinking of the scene in the in the in the um in the bar there's so many things that happened in that one scene i think it was all in the same scene right where he had him cracking up he, oh boy it was cracking up laughing i remember i remember you had you had told me that was where the gift oh, was yeah, from oh the, boy was cool. like ha, ha, ha! he did that shit like five times and so <laughs> he's dying laughing and then i think this is the same scene right where the dude, the, uh, owner, the owner of the bar, confronts him about some money. Um, uh, and he like, you gonna call me out in front of my people? And he be, start beating his ass or whatever. in front of the whole, like that's a funny ass scene. They set, the, but it set the tone. It's like, it's like double. It's like double, uh, positive in that it's a great scene on its own, standalone, and it pushes the story forward because it sets the tone for where this is going. <laughs> all oh, for yeah, all the
1: characters that definitely was the foreshadowing mm-hmm. or, or a hint of it um how we get on that topic oh because i was some other thing because i feel like we we jumped we jumped to that really quickly but, That's cool. um that's how it goes yeah but yeah so dang
0: my bad. What, that's, what? that's just the part, that's the part that like popped in my hair, right? Yeah like, when I'm thinking of this movie. Because like that's the first scene that made such an impression on me. Right. I was just like, This is this is gonna be good. <laughs> you know, like, it's, yeah. gonna good. it's gonna be real good. What was like,
1: cool about this movie was that they mur- there was murder involved, but their thing wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really surrounded around a whole bunch of murders and stuff. Murder just happened to take place to show that they were serious. But it was more so the fact that, you know, it was showing the organization yes you know what i mean they it. set it
0: up perfectly like that mm-hmm. you're right
1: and they were kind of just you know some thieves at the end of the day yeah um robbing the airports robbing the trucks you know the companies and us trying to figure out are the other are people getting robbed are they in on it or not because you couldn't tell if they were really being robbed you really, don't or know. if they were just pretending like they were being robbed you know but still you know getting paid on the table we don't know but either way that was their thing and uh that's why i say like with the Godfather, it's kind of a different type of movie. Um, with Scarface, it's a different type. It has similar elements with you know, the the murder, or the crime, or the betrayal. Um, of course, the drugs, right? Mm-hmm. But even this one, it wasn't so heavy on on drugs until he kind of nah, it graduated into that. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
0: graduated into that when he when he got older, and then like it seemed like you know, since it's like a timepiece, it's like when you got to the seventies or whatever, whenever it was, sixties or seventies, when he was that age. Yeah. Then drugs became a part of the culture, and it became a, a thing of like people, were looking for plugs, and you you became a, a dealer and everything like that. And yeah. Even that part of it was just like it's funny. Like you said that he had to hide that part from his family, from the from the family because they Did wasn't he pick into that the drugs. Why
1: he was in jail?
0: Probably when uh, when when uh, he was separated from a uh, from the OG, like he had to find yeah. something. Oh, he was exposed. Yeah, he had to find something, or at least he was exposed enough to be, to come across somebody that could put him on like that. And mm-hmm. like like you said, he kept it hidden from the family because, I mean, it wasn't a part of what they was doing. They were selling cigarettes, but like, I mean, <laughs> they wasn't doing cocaine and all that
1: yet. Early days. Yeah. Well great movie. That's, that's probably a different, that's a whole different pod. It's just, you know, talking about we can talk about those type of movies we can compare that to um <laughs> the type of movies that the black folks put out um yeah cause I, because i i also put
0: some... um the wesley snipes movie in there too
1: oh or yeah New jack, city. New jack city
0: yeah i put that in there too that's yeah. not that's not Wesley Snipes, is it is it that is right yeah okay yeah, yeah
1: it's, the, it's it's the elements you know it's the common elements but then it's just different perspectives different settings different um time periods I think that's what's always gonna make them interesting. Is that it's money? Is it's I'll say it's luxury because um, mm-hmm. they always go from, you know, the dirt, the mud, to not having yeah. anything, to having everything, and then losing it all. Yeah, because you you're I mean?
0: you're dressed like a you're dressed like a gangster.
1: <laughs> so I, I'm wondering, since this happens in just about everyone, like what is really the what's the moral of the story here?
0: You know, um, so we're all living the same, audiobook. we're all living the same lives in different ways.
1: Facts, bro. But I was listening to this, uh, this audio, it's actually more like a speech. And uh, the guy, named Jim Rohn, and he was just, you know, speaking on money and that, you know, it isn't the root of all evil necessarily, or wanting money or having money doesn't necessarily make you evil. So he says something to the effect of, you know, an evil person is going to be evil whether he's rich or poor cuz <laughs> you know what i mean and that's that's exactly what yeah. these stories kind of show you is yeah. that it doesn't matter that they're poor or that they have money it's their mindset and their attitude towards life you know um, yeah cuz there was
0: people you, know, you could you could separate within the family people that that lived by code and had some valor and dignity like, to the way they did me. things yeah and then there was people that was just like spineless there was people with no integrity There's people that was just like you can't trust like, that yeah and so yeah it is that is funny that's that's a funny way to say it. even though the saying is the love of money is the root of all evil i don't know if that changes what you just said i don't think it
1: does but
0: yeah i can I challenge
1: guess. that easily okay i love money oh, yeah. so i can give away to charities what makes me evil
0: <laughs> what charities are you giving to that's that's the question might be evil charities
1: ha <laughs> facts but yeah, man that that was uh that was just the uh, that was our way of starting the podcast. This is synchronicity,
0: yeah. Bros. This is this is synchronicity, bro. You you want to go on? And let him
1: uh, take my role.
0: Take my role. We could- <laughs> sure, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Go ahead. So, uh,
1: my name is Dustin. The guy over there, his name is Christopher. Yeah, We're brothers. And what's uh, today's date though? Today is the first of the month. Is December first? Hey. December
0: first. Um, Today is the tenth episode of Synchronicity, bro. I don't know. I, I I kinda like chalk this up as a as a milestone a little bit, even though it's super real? early. It's super early yeah, in. Let's celebrate them. Yeah, that we made it that we made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> Instead graphics and post and hey man, we made it this far. We've been going strong. This is our going on our third third month. Yeah, because we went through September. October. November. And we're in December. And so Let's keep it going, man. Let's keep it going. Uh hey man. It's all yours. It's all yours. The floor is yours. Go ahead. Yeah, I know you had a speech ready for this, so go ahead.
1: Not so much a speech. Everything's a freestyle, right? Because it's just a conversation. But um since you mentioned, you know, the ten episodes and that doesn't even include our little preseason and stuff like that in the preparation right. and stuff. It is pretty cool just to to still be doing this and you know, having fun and um being consistent you know and um this is only episode 10 i know we're we, we haven't figured out at least I, I don't think we figured out exactly what we're doing with this where we want to go with this what's gonna stick but it's just fun right now yeah we just have no right pressure um and once you know once it gets there i think it'll be you know it'll be great and stuff but yep. um with the this is our you know
0: this is our 10 day era for all the yeah. chance the rapper fans out there
1: Yep, and this is uh, you know, the twelfth month of the year. So, why is that two
0: thousand the two thousand twenty first year of our Lord? Why is why is the twelfth month significant? You said.
1: Uh, I was just us. trying to segue, and it didn't work at all. So, what are we gonna? I don't know what, what you were segue to. I don't know, bro. <laughs> what are we gonna start with, though?
0: We're gonna start by bringing on a guest. Uh, I hit up our I hit up our brother Malcolm, and he he said he
1: could make some time for us. So let's go ahead. And... Oh yeah, that's that's why that was gonna be my segue. Thank you. What? We just completed the twelfth week of the football season. Thank you oh i ain't even put two and two together and we're about to start talking about football i knew yeah. it was somewhere it just didn't land it's a good call it didn't land because
0: his favorite team is the patriots who had tom brady which was number 12 it's just all kind of like coming <laughs> together it's crazy right now so let's go ahead and bring malcolm in right now all right what up malcolm what's good what up malcolm uh welcoming malcolm to our podcast uh synchronicity bro of course this is our tenth episode, Malcolm. I know, I know, Malcolm has hasn't missed an episode yet. So just mm-hmm. give us a, just give us a, a you know, a, a summary of how you think we're doing so far. I think it's been cool. I like how y'all stay up to date with all the current
3: events and everything, and and sometimes you become my news because I don't I don't keep up with the news that much. So I appreciate y'all. Hey. Yeah. So. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. this is definitely not cap. I know some people might say that, but. Definitely not Cap. But this is this is who I this is my go to is. There's a um, synchronicity, then there's Twitter, and then there's uh, Channel Ten Cake News.
0: Um, uh-huh. <laughs> i appreciate, appreciate. I believe every. I believe every you word.
1: Your, your view, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you coming live from New York, correct? Yep, Brooklyn, New York. How's the how's the weather out there this time of year right now? This is your second uh, time experience winter out there, right? Yeah, it's, it's
3: it's getting cold. Um, it's in the 40s. Low forties, and it's, it doesn't get much like warmer than fifty nowadays. Past couple weeks, um, but it's Christmas time. You know, you
0: gotta stay layered up. You gotta stay you stay know. layered up. Which I you already know. got your I fit ready for the anything. uh for for the Christmas tree uh, lighting tonight. Uh, you can, you can say that. Is whatever I see
3: in my closet that looks warm.
1: Hey, I feel it. I remember this lady the other day. Actually, she was from New York. She was like from Long Island, though. Mm. So I gave her you your address.
3: <laughs> I was wondering who that was staring at me when I opened my door.
1: <laughs> How weird.
0: She go She's just looking at <laughs> She couldn't get in. She... I wasn't
3: a... buzzer
2: uh, she... uh, in.
0: Every time I think of y'all front door. It's I think of the video you showed me of, of one of your roommates uh going in. <laughs> like the like uh a... Like a reality show, but uh, that's for another time. Maybe one <laughs> day we'll circle around. Yeah, give a little tour. <laughs> yeah. like to, what but what for now,
3: like
0: for now, why do why do we bring Malcolm here? Well, cause we want to talk some sports and music with him, and and uh, he's a fun he's a fun guy. You'll learn you'll learn to love him. Uh, you <laughs> know, he's gonna be a recurring he's gonna be a recurring uh character on here, like like uh like Marcus Houston on Sister Sister. So, just get used to him. And so uh
1: <laughs> No, nah, I But
0: uh but for real though, how you uh how the Patriots doing, Malcolm?
3: They're doing way better than I expected them to do this year. I was kind of once uh Tom Brady left, I was just going to give them like four or five years to kind of regroup, but they they picked it up a lot sooner than I would A you know. lot sooner. I'm, I'm year happy two. For them. Year, yeah, year two, they might actually beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's a possibility. That Ain't that cool. crazy? That, that's that's Ain't a great that time cr- for Tom to retire. I would say if that were to happen. That's a story. I don't think line. he
0: would go out if he lost to the Patriots. I think that would just make <laughs> him come back for five more years.
2: <laughs> he
3: come bro, back
1: to the, the Patriots. That's the storyline though that ends the, like, it. ends the season. If this season is a Tampa Bay Patriots Super Bowl, <laughs> right? you can't tell me NFL is not wrestling, bro. Yeah. I, don't care, I don't care how many people are rolling their ankles and tearing their muscles. Like, I well, get that's the part thing. It, that's the thing. It's just so much. You better not be no damn Patriots versus Tampa Bay and make it around this one athlete. All these great people are playing football. Don't make it around this one person's storyline. Right? No There's so much hostility,
0: football. like you said, with all the injuries and just craziness going on with all the teams that you can take, like, think you can take serious, And then mm-hmm. something goes wrong with that team. Uh, So it was like, The Raiders look serious for a little bit then they fell apart the Titans look serious for a little bit and then they lose King Henry uh Dustin had me thinking the Rams was the favorite and then you know the last three weeks happened but like it's just like week by week I'm looking at the Patriots per se I called this about four or three weeks ago we was was talking me and Dustin was talking about it on here Mm -hmm. and I was just like I don't know something's happening with the patriots it was like week six or week weeks week six or five or something like that I was like, something's happening with the it. atmosphere yeah i just felt it i just felt it because you know my entire like nfl fan existence has revolved around the patriots being mm-hmm. the dynasty like the whole mm-hmm. time i watched football they've been the fucking best team in the, in the league or whatever or at least hovering around it so mm-hmm. like i felt it in me bones that something was a brewing and so he I don't know back. what it was. It was like it's coming off of a win, and it wasn't even like that impressive of a win. But it's just like mm-hmm. I feel like they're just making all the right moves, and the mo- like the stars oh, are aligning for them.
3: They were their last two wins, shutouts. Not that's a big deal, but
0: it is a big deal, though. I don't I mean, think they. Yeah. I don't think they were, but they're it would be a big shot. deal because it means that they defense. Their defense is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> without that one
1: guy, without that one cornerback, Gil- Stephon Stefan Gilmore, oh, right? Gilmore. Yeah. yeah, he was
0: he's supposed yeah, to be. That's good. crazy. I still I'm ain't gonna,
1: seen him play. Just one out. Just I still out.
0: haven't seen Stefan Gilmore since he left New England. The Cleveland game was basically a shutout, forty-five to seven. That was. I that's what I was thinking
1: of. But we got to We get have to acknowledge, <laughs> some of the some of the wins haven't really been against, like you said, when they beat the Titans, it wasn't really like tight yeah at full strength it was a they didn't a have the wide down, receivers easy win titans type of thing mm-hmm. so um if the patriots come out in the playoffs no actually i think it's buffalo bills play, play the patriots this week this
0: week monday night football
1: yep. so this is gonna be the tester who's who's gonna be uh the dominant afc team um the, the <laughs> Yo, bills better not fumble this this Bro, is supposed man, to be their
0: time.
3: time. Yeah, Bills. I don't, I don't know. I feel like they're gonna choke. They finding they, they yeah, showing too. signs of choking. I'm I'm just me looking too. at Patriots like schedule. It's actually been actually impressive. I mean, they lost by one point to Miami. The, their very first game. You know, they're getting it together. And they put a like New Orleans. New Orleans was solid. Then they lost. At that time. They almost beat Tom. They almost beat yeah. Tom. But New
1: Orleans didn't have. Did, did New Orleans have Chimera? No. Nope. Game that was like week three. Yeah, he was playing week three, right? Oh, I thought you were talking about that. The yeah, yeah it's early. It was early. Later it was early. Yeah, this earlier. Early. Yeah, early in the season <laughs> they
3: played New Orleans. Then week four they played Tampa Bay. They almost beat Tom. That some stupid Vegas stuff was going on, so they had to let Tom win. And then they lost to Dallas in overtime. Those were their losses. So it was like it wasn't like they they haven't been getting like destroyed. They haven't been having bad games. They just the other team just did better in the end. So but then what they're on a seven six game on the street. Oh, seven game on the street.
0: So. But I look at them like they're they're such a um a disciplined organ organization that I look at it as like they just have to get in a rhythm and then mm-hmm. they're scary. So like mm-hmm. at the beginning when they're just trying to figure out their footing, like the Dolphins I throw out because it's a division game and we know those are just weird every every time they play. Right. Uh and then I feel like the Buccaneers game was just storyline. They setting up like Tom Brady won the regular season oh, so that the Patriots could win the Super Bowl. Exactly. Type of thing. And so early and then I think they went undefeated in November, right? The, the Patriots. Like, like the Suns, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I wanted I wanted to make that tie in too. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said it. because uh, both the Suns and the Patriots have gone undefeated in the month of November. And it's been impressive ways too. Like Devin impressive runs.
3: What do you say? No loss November, is that what he said?
1: Nah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah like he's the Dolphins are undefeated in November too. So let's not put any <laughs> stock into this. Is that
0: true? I didn't know. Did they have a bye week? No. Y'all, y'all played all four weeks and yes. won all four weeks. I I no. mean I'm I'm just asking, man. I didn't know. Yeah, I to. was not aware of this. I mean, 'cause cause the thing was early on in be. the month, early on in the month, they wasn't Dustin's team anymore. They so beat I just... the
1: Ravens. They're still not Quit. my team. I said the Dolphins.
0: <laughs> you didn't no. say my Dolphins. <laughs> They're your team, Dustin. They're your team. Quit it. They be
3: they beat Texans, Ravens, Jets, and Panthers.
1: That's what I'm saying. So you got that you Ravens got a, one. You got a Panthers team that didn't have a quarterback, um, or was going through the quarterback controversy of he's injured, then he's he's benched. You 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 don't have a healthy McCaffrey. Um I think when you guys beat the Chargers, I think that's when everybody really started taking the Patriots serious serious. Yeah. But now you see how the Chargers are just falling apart. Patriots You know what I team. mean? So Actually, maybe the I Chargers think, aren't as good as we were expecting them to be.
0: I, I, since you said that, now I think that's when I started taking them serious. I think everybody else got on the the wave the week after that. I don't know who they played. They play, they
1: beat the, the the Panthers, but once again, after the, the Panthers, injuries, <clears> throat> Cleveland throat> injuries, throat> um, throat> Falcons trash. With that with that being Tennessee said, we, we injuries. get injuries. We get
3: your point. Go ahead, Mo. I, I say this Buffalo will be a good good show. Mm-hmm. Of yeah, what Patriots yeah. really have because they got it's a healthy Buffalo team, and we gonna, and it's it's a rivalry game, so game But also
0: and... on that point, I want to throw in this: this year has been so funky, especially the last like four weeks. Yeah, I I take every win. Like I just be like, whatever a win's a win. Like if you got a win, a you got the win. Yeah, so like it. I don't do like I'm not doing that this season for some reason. Like if you got if you found a way to win, the way this year has been, uh, shoot. I go ahead and you give know. it to you. You know what I mean. I'm not going like discount it because I've seen my team beat themselves four times when we when we won. So it's like you got to. There's something to be said for teams that win the games they're supposed to win. You know what I mean? Uh, even nice. if it's a whack team, they find a way to not beat themselves. And so that's where I. Recently. That's why I get yeah. The the Ravens have been good, but uh, Last that's why stroke. that's why I respect the Patriots so much. I think that's why I'm like looking at I'm like ah. I know once they really lock in and everybody understands their role and understands what they're trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. there's not going to be a let up. Oh, and this one play, this is my, like the signature Patriot play, uh, the running back for the Tennessee Titans. He was breaking off like a 20 yard run, right? You Mm watch the game, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden some dude comes from behind. I don't know who it was on the Patriots and hits that shit out. And it's a fumble turnover. Like, right when Tennessee was about to get some momentum, the defense does, mm-hmm. does that thing where they the Patriots just do that fumble. They're so good at that. They've been good at that for years. And yeah. I don't know why everyone doesn't realize when you're around the Patriots, hold on to the ball for their life. But, like, <laughs> yeah, Patriots,
3: they've been want than fantasy. Their fundamentals. That's, that's fundamentals,
0: correct. Yeah. That's correct. And yeah. Patriots, they, they abide by that. And that's why I'm like, I don't know, man. If y'all really let them like keep on winning, y'all gonna regret it. Somebody better knock them out. The Bills better get it together this week. I feel like everybody should be rooting. If you're in the AFC, should be rooting for the Bills. Cause if the Patriots really win this, keep it going. It's gonna be hard to stop. And the thing is, this is I feel like this is like a Patriots that you can't
3: really hate. Cause I feel like people, really I do hate it. Well, that's understandable for you.
0: <laughs> you got a lot of history. I, I respect it, do. but I hate it still. Just, I feel like, you, I but it's it. like.
3: It's Tom was the real was the real reason a lot of people hated and that hate he kind of took a lot of weight of that hate with him to Tampa Bay, and the Tampa Bay pulls pulls off a way to win it all oh, this this year that hate's gonna increase and it's gonna really just be in, down south now. And Patriots are gonna be the Patriots now. It's gonna be Bill Belichick's Patriots and I don't, I don't think that hate as much as him unless you want to bring in the whole cheating history or whatnot that's that's when that comes in. okay i was about to say that's yeah. interesting
0: that you say that because my hate has always been more so bill and tom just kind of got like the shrapnel of it because i like feel like he got a lot less church. hateable he got a lot less hateable when he left for some reason like he started doing stuff that was yes. a lot less hateable instagram yeah cool instagram maybe people. showing a little bit his personality yeah. where do you fall on that dustin are you are you a tom hater a bill hater patriot hater
1: if you ever let me, were let me let me let me first start by saying you know I like I want to support the brother because he's a brother you know and uh, but now nah, I uh, I don't have hate <laughs> for either person okay you know okay I, I mean hate, I, I'm and I'm talking I hate sports when hate. my I hate when my team doesn't live up to their potential that's what I hate mm. I can't hate on the success of somebody who's doing man. what he's supposed to be doing that's doing his job I can't hate Gosh. on Tom Brady's commercial when he was like every day remember those commercials yeah yeah every single day like how can you hate on that you could he's you really couldn't doing what he's supposed to be doing
0: he's like he has a good point he has a good point
1: you know (laughs) but uh yeah but no like i just hate my thing is this i just want it to be like a a realistic competition and i don't want to see i don't want to make it obvious and be like okay this person's getting more favorable calls during the game you know what i'm saying i hate seeing referee involvement like let the teams really compete you know, if Tom still got it, let's let him prove he still got it. And I don't know what it was like against the Giants. He's fast. He's fast as fuck, boy. Like that one time mm-hmm. when he took off with a sprint.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? He's still out here yeah. competing. Like he still wants to win and stuff. And you can't you can't help but respect that. And that, that's what respect. I think is respect likable. For sure. Is that um, he he got his roster, of course. They they came together. They came together like last year. Remember, like when they were starting, they weren't really this this team. But it took nope. time for them to gel and discover. Who's gonna really be the alpha? You know, is Tom calling the plays? Is the coach calling the plays? Is the O uh, OC calling the plays or whatever? They found something to make it work for everybody to be happy, and and then you know Antonio Brown kind of got comfortable once he got Facts. on the squad because it took time for him to get comfortable. Facts. Um, so now they're just that team where it's like, yeah, everybody who plays them fears them, and of course, just like when he was in the AFC East, like nobody he has nobody to contest him. In his division right now The Saints are injury ridden If they were healthy They would be the, the main people To contest with them But they took out They they took out Winston Last time they played Took him out the game Do mm-hmm. you think so, Do you think
3: Winston Was that big a, a, big a factor Like really Yes Yes, yes.
1: You guys were but, playing In the Super in the, AL, in the championship And they put Winston in and He played one pass And threw that touchdown you can't tell me if he would have played last year, that it would have been a different score at the end of the day. Now, I'm just saying, hold, like, on, hold like, on, hold on,
0: Malcolm, hold on, Malcolm. Just to, right. just to, just to finish the answer, that answer. Okay. Because, yes, Winston is important, but we also have to also realize, first of all, it's because Michael Thomas hasn't played a game this year, and he's not going to,
1: right? The and Alvin
0: Kamara, is the, Alvin Kamara is the MVP of that team, right? So if yeah. he's playing, then everything is right, and you can make stuff work. Mm-hmm. Winston comes in where he does all the things that you you don't have another quarterback to replace it with. Like he can make big throws that uh, Taysom Hill can't make, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he can control the offense and just not make mistakes uh, just enough. It's not that he's like a game changer or a top mm-hmm. 10 quarterback or anything like that. He's but still it's a like, starting quarterback though. Yeah. But for that system, if you have everything else in place, including Kamara, especially then he he's the one that can operate that. And that's why he was so, such it. an important loss.
3: That's the thing with Winston. I was, I was like, I will be rooting for him all the time. It's just Same. like his first, his first game. He was great. Even Drew Brees said, this, "This was what New Orleans was missing." But then yeah. he was, he's just so inconsistent. That's, that's the yeah, thing sure. that sucks. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it was sucks. Ryan
1: Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, so and it sucks, it sucks
3: that he got, sucks that he got hurt where he didn't have a chance to like keep proving himself. Yeah. But, he yeah, ended like kind of like on a bad, on a bad foot. I don't know what his injury was, whether that was a pun intended. Or wow. Right. But, wow.
0: But, but what a way to say it. that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was ACL like... when they tackled him. He <laughs> ACL, horse collared yeah. him. And yeah, his leg it was dirty. It was, it was a dirty play. It. it was like completely unnecessary. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they knew they would have lost.
0: Yeah.
3: What team was he playing? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay? That's yeah, why I brought Bronx. it up. Yeah. So yeah,
1: so now he has nobody to challenge him to win his division. <laughs> right, you yeah. get what I mean. Typical Tom. He's yeah. gonna end up in the playoffs now.
0: Dustin, Dustin, you just did a good job of breaking down. Really, you just said it like in a in a more methodical way. I just, I just was simplif- oversimplifying my hate, but that is what it is. It's just like it always feels like they catch breaks. They found a way to always catch breaks. The whole time it was happening, it was like somebody important would get hurt, or some call would go their way, and be like, "What? That's not how the call goes." And then they change the rule for the for the, for the Patriots or something like that, or they get caught uh, you know, snooping in on somebody's practice, whatever it was. It was always something where it's just like they always caught a break. And you could even say that with last year with the Bucks. Like after their bye, a lot of people say with their schedule, they caught a lot of breaks in the teams that they played. They played a soft soft schedule in the regular season and then they played uh the Washington football team with a third string quarterback and then they play I don't even remember who they played the next the next round, uh in the AFC, but whoever it was, and then they get to the Super Bowl and you know chiefs don't have an offensive line <laughs> you know and so it's just like they, kept, the on yeah, they yeah. kept on catching breaks yeah they kept on catching breaks and teams. that's a part of the that's a part of my my hate for tom brady and the patriots type of thing they but love to the for washington i forgot about that it's a healthy respect it's a healthy respect yeah but also did you did you did you watch the uh warriors uh Warriors the Suns? Uh, Suns game at all? Oh, of course! I was excited for that. I'm not even He's in
3: done. like basketball mood, like basketball mode yet. But yeah, I, I couldn't miss that game. They they both hot right now, and like, two best the, teams in a, in the league. Right, early, early game of the year, you know, and and they didn't disappoint the, the, the like throughout the game. Then even He's with a hurt Booker, like Suns, I don't know. Chris Paul is different, man. He's That's different what I was telling Desta before. I was <laughs> like, man,
0: just you gotta go watch the highlights and just look at how Chris Paul was controlling the game. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. His mid range is,
3: is un- like it's like so, so fun to watch him play because
0: right. first of all, like I was tell I was telling Dustin like when I when I like talk about basketball, I, I always preface it by saying like I view it from the defensive. It starts from the defensive side of things because I'm a Gary Payton fan first. Like that's my favorite player, mm-hmm. and so I just be thinking like trying to imagine how to stop Chris Paul, and I just be like I couldn't do it. Is it possible? It's impossible. It's impossible.
3: <laughs> you ever you ever seen that a uh, Fred VanVleet interview? When he said his uh-uh. first, like his, it was, he was like somebody asked him like, what was his like wake up call like that he was in the league. I think yeah. He said it was like his first game when he came in. He actually went against Chris Paul, and like he had to hold him. Like I don't think he said nobody told him. He's like I'm starting. Nobody told me I was starting. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so he started, and then like it was like like an off ball move that he said Chris Paul did on. He like just turned and then went the other way. Completely lost him, and then he like shot like Jade and whatnot. <laughs> and Fred was like, yeah, that's when I knew. <laughs> Chris because Chris Paul knew that he was new, so he wanted to let yeah. him know. Okay. Oh bro, his, that, his, his that's that's like college.
0: <laughs> did you see Chris Paul against the Rockets earlier this year when he like he was ho- you know, they got like two rookies or two young guys as a point guards and shooting guard. And so it's like Jalen Green was trying to dribble on Chris Paul. He's doing all this fancy shit on him, like two K shit. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Paul just simply just swiped in and, and started like knock the ball yeah. out of his hands. And, yeah, and then man. it went to and went straight to a, to one of his teammates, right? Another young cat, I think it was Kevin Porter Jr. So he's like, ah, no, nah, oh, you couldn't do it, but I'm going to try So he started trying to break down Chris Paul, <laughs> I mean. and then Chris Paul just swiped <laughs> and knocked the shit out of his hand again. I'm like, these young niggas <laughs> don't know. Chris Paul sees the game like, oh, yeah, like a chess game. He's just so much smarter than you. And so yeah, man, it's like it's he never stood a chance. But it was it was interesting really how they, they found a way. First of all, like I respect the depth of the Suns, and so hmm. the fact no, that they no. had a – Defensive game plan the way they did on Steph Curry mm-hmm. to make him struggle the way he the way he did like that's impressive. I mean, first, <laughs> Even Warriors, Aiden was involved. Hundred, yeah, Aiden.
3: Yeah. He started real strong. He was he was the anchor. He's anchor. Yeah, first game of under a hundred kind of,
0: this season for the Warriors.
3: Yeah, he, Aiden was kind of missing some big like putbacks like towards the end of the game, but it didn't matter. but He's probably yeah. tired from
0: holding Steph Curry, because <laughs> <laughs> right. he, he, right. he got a he got a he uh, got a block on a Steph Curry step back. I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah, uh, that's an edge. I can't imagine so, it being easy. So, Yeah, he was out here. He was out here working. So I don't know. They 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 definitely they definitely circled this. Even though this is like in the midst of a seventeen game win streak, they definitely circled this. Like, hey, so, we've been game planning look, for this one all year.
3: I gotta look at the rest of the schedules here, like. Who else they got like coming up? Because the Suns and Warriors pitch.
0: play on uh on Friday. Yeah, they, actually, do, they do. play again, huh? Rematch. Again. Yeah, game two. And Clay Thompson gonna be back.
3: Oh snap! Is he really? Is he really? No, I'm playing. Oh, I'm playing. Oh, but he, oh, but, I did, but he is, I did
0: say he is. I did say he's rich, like soon, I he's in the G League right now. He's uh, he's playing for the G League right now. Yeah, that's real. So he's actually I, I didn't get
3: that. Books. I didn't look into it. So what makes him think he like can't? Get hurt why is he playing g-league like in that risking him getting injured
0: no it's like a rev up right so the speed of the game is what a lot of people talk about right the speed okay. of mm-hmm. the speed of the professional game so like you don't want to overexert yourself coming off of two and in, two injuries was it three okay. it felt like three two but uh yeah, yeah two injuries like that you don't want to overexert overexert yourself so you work your way up to it to the pace. Okay. so you they, they have practice and then you go to g-league games and then you go who else did they have? It was
3: somebody else from the Warriors that they
0: had. Uh, James, James Wiseman, the center? Yeah. It was like, He's on his like way, too.
3: First G League super team. Like.
1: <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nah, nah, for real, for real. That would, that mean, that the Warriors would be the team to do that, too. We're just going to keep them down here. <laughs> just gonna keep right. down here for Arrested. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that, yeah. Let's <laughs> get this chip <laughs> over here. But I'm looking backs. forward to it. Somebody Have pointed out, like, Wiseman is going to help a lot with uh, how Aiton was kind of dominating the Warriors yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have an answer for Aiton. The Warriors mm-hmm. didn't defensively. So yeah, Wiseman man. is going to be the the expectation to be like, hey, come in and do something about this this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got nobody for him. Bro, Aiton is a grown
3: man. He he looked like he should have been playing in the 80s, in the 70s, 80s. <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs>
0: like... he, got Greg on, he got Greg on pace, for sure. <laughs> <Man>. no, <laughs> he no, got Greg on syndrome, for sure, for sure. Okay. <laughs> oh man i'm looking forward to it. I'm later later on when you when uh i know you got to get out of here soon but uh i'm gonna do my i'm gonna do my dissertation on the lakers okay. that i've been holding back on and so just uh you can check back and see what i said what i said about that but before man. you go mm-hmm. before you go just some quick some quick thoughts uh you can choose what which album you want to talk about we got we had a dale drop and we had silk sonic drop in the last few weeks uh Hey, you go, you go. I mean, which which album you wanna? What you rather uh, talk about?
3: I know I'm more familiar with Silk Sonic. I need to listen to Adele a little more. Okay, um, okay. So, so, yeah, so what's your what's your Sonic.
0: first impressions of Silk Sonic so far?
3: First impression? Well, I'll I'll actually start with the song "Smoking Out the Window" when they when they when they released that as a single.
0: Yeah. I,
3: I think I listened to it. I don't yeah. know if I listened to it before I went to sleep or when I woke up. It was one of those, and I was like, ah, this is, this is just like like leave the door open and it's not it's not any better right so I'm like it's like there's no yeah. way they could be leave, leave the door open
0: but i to so it to be it the clear time. The, to be clear you listened what? to it you didn't watch the video
3: i didn't watch the video okay go ahead. The video. go ahead then like i think it was that night that i listened to it and went to sleep because i woke up and listened to it again and something about it changed i think it was just my mood <laughs> you remember when you was playing pimple butterfly yeah asleep, and they was screaming
2: <laughs> ah the hell
3: is this turn this <laughs> off while i was trying to sleep it was one of those things i just needed a nap i just yeah, needing a nap because i yeah. to listen to it i actually like i kind of like it more than leave the door open. like smoking out the window okay. it's 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 like i don't know i don't know i mean i liked it they're very consistent with the sound of course yeah but
1: yeah, they, it, yeah. They have he's like cool. that yeah. on all those albums when they when they come out with an album and they have a theme they stick to that theme mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like it's really like time traveling almost like or not really mm-hmm. time traveling but almost like they're giving us a history, mm-hmm. uh, history. I don't know history lesson, maybe, but no, for modern, real. I do,
0: for, yeah. It's like a college technology. report. It's like a college yeah. report where you take in the right. the history of everything, and then you you put a like a modern spin to it. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's what they do with their writing. Like their writing is always like it feels like it's coming off of Twitter, <laughs> like. But the music is like from the '60s. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right. But he was like a cover artist, so it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. that's his alley. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Good call. Good call. This is background. It's very important.
3: Thinking about it though, I think I still do like leave the open
0: most. I would agree I with
3: that. that. I, think, I think I think it's hard to beat because like it is like I was thinking about like the Grammy no- nominations like record of the year. If, if both of those songs were on there, I would give it to leave the open and same like, song of the year because record you know record of the year is like producer and whatnot. Production year yeah. is like songwriting. It's like, the writing yeah. lyrics, and I would give that to leave the open too because just yeah same. Cool. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, um but the album I'm overall like uh sec- it took me two listens to appreciate it. Um uh it was a few songs where, like 777. Seven, seven, um that grew on me. Yes.
2: Like I don't
3: know, yeah, I, first I, I time I was like, eh. yeah, exactly. And then I was like, hold up. I, I got some bars in there and it's like, okay, <laughs> make you want to go gamble and yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and like they 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 and did this. So world. Yeah, and, and it's just like you I watched the um interview they had with ebro um yeah. and now that, that could that help uh kind of clear some things up as well and and it's all, i always love seeing like the process of writing music and how it, they mentioned i believe it was uh smoking out the window was was the first song that the they first wrote. one yeah on and, tour right when they was yeah, on tour was together, like together back in like years, 16 yeah yeah and that's crazy yes and then um think of what put on a smile um uh, <laughs> and it's a pack said out that's whack <laughs> and then <laughs> And then, and, then, and then, like they like, so I switched it up and one, whatnot. One and then you know he's showing how those Anderson I idea to put it put it on us and like, I was, yeah. like it dope how to been seeing how that the collaboration works. And uh, I'm glad you brought that, that up because I, that made me I lot, love like,
0: hearing, I love hearing about Bruno Mars's uh, process in particular because he's just so scientific. Every mm-hmm. time we talk about it, like he just be mm-hmm. like in there. He look like he It seems like he's no fun to create music with in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's just, he just takes all the fun out of it. But but when it the when it's done the the product is always worth it type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But go ahead, go ahead. Well, you was talking my, about. My
3: boss just uh, messaging me. It's not bad.
0: But yeah, Dustin oh, was so talking about that. that. Don't, right. I
1: don't yeah. know what that word is. Yeah, we passed that. Right. I'm, we off there. I'm working on it. All we know it's podcast director. You're stupid. <laughs> 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 all
3: right so yeah uh what else is there um, yeah the uh, album, album was solid album was solid for sure um, mama
0: loves um she loves fly as me oh for real <laughs> she loves that song like every time yeah. we talk she talk about that song or she's like i just got done playing fly as me <laughs> yeah i mean
3: sure. only thing i think is like skippable is the intro and you barely Want to skip that sometime? I would not. Like, oh
0: man! Which brings me to this: that outro, bro. I don't know if you feel the same way I felt about it, but that that outro was perfect, man. Like, so, that, the way. That in the shower. <laughs> no, nah, that's my that's my first notes. listen to the album. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first listen to the album. Like that was, I think I was waiting for the right time to listen to it, and then it just mm-hmm. felt like the right time to turn on was in the shower. <laughs> and so I just that's ended really up cool. staying in the shower the whole the whole album because it's only like thirty <laughs> <laughs> All minutes.
2: Right. All right, it's only
0: thirty minutes. But uh but yeah when it got to that end and it just kept on going. I gotta go see harmonies the and, man they same go crazy live. Same okay, man. And, and I wanna I wanna be on stage. I was like I want them to call me on stage and like be a part of that, that song, that you final song. Help. Cause I, I, I can learn the harmonies and modulations on that song mm-hmm. if they need me to. Of course. Of but course. That, yeah, that was the perfect way to end that. Uh and the perfect I, like I like that. They did the nine songs, and they keep it short. And make you know, mm-hmm. don't do too much, and don't over. Because I feel like what they were doing could have been overbearing if they put like fifteen songs on that. <laughs> right, I'm like All right, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of this right. sound. Like, yeah, I
1: don't want to hear it this long. Absolutely. But it's like a project seems- and an experiment at the same time to mm-hmm. see if this sound would work. Um, because like, that's what I'm saying. It's like production. There, there's not like they're being corny and trying to throw in like eight oh eights and track. Right. Bro, like, right like, right Cor- corny it's never like crossed making... my mind with that album yeah.
3: it was crazy like as as like cliche as a music might be like it's like he put like just such a modern twist on oh you know old school music and and yeah. it wasn't even that much of a twist he just brought it you know and they just, yeah, they
0: just made it. They just made it happen. I think Dustin just, pointed it out perfectly. Like, and they they even talk about it in the interviews. Like, it's about them playing live instrumentation. Like, they just they made that a point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To say, yeah. nah, nah, we're doing everything live instrumentation because we got real musicians in. Like, both of them come from bands. You mm-hmm. know, like Anderson back got the Free Nationals, and but Mars got the Hooligans, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the Hooligans played on every everything on this album. I don't mm-hmm. think the Free Nationals had anything to do with this album, but. That's what it was. It was like Anderson Pat. You could tell when he was on the drums. On every right. every song that he was on the drums, you could tell it was him on the drums type of shit. And so it was like easy to appreciate the work they put into it. Uh, the, like I said, the harmonies on a lot of the, on a lot of the things, the way that they didn't like shortchange any of the songs. Right. Uh, what was this? That- it was another. It was another song on there that, like, I really appreciated towards the beginning of it. The way so, that they yeah. allowed it to like flesh out completely, they didn't rush any. They didn't rush to the song. I think it was uh after last night. Yeah, after last night. yeah. they they just let that they let it breathe fully. I let the way like it started all the way to to the end. Like that was just right. per, a perfect song. And you gotta respect the way like
3: uh, <clears throat> Bruno kind of let Anderson shine most of the album because I think it's it's obvious that Bruno is the bigger like star yes. and. For Anderson, sure, sure. I think they, they even mentioned it in their interview, uh, like yeah, he's like Anderson, like and Anderson was like, if you want somebody to help you out. You you got hit up Bruno, so as we hit him up, and yeah. he started working together. You know, it's cool, it made it happen. And then Bruno didn't do too much in that in the album at all. You know, just enough. I mean, he could have done a little more in some things, but
0: I think you're right. He he for for the star level that he is, because he's like a certified bona fide pop star. Bruno Mars yeah. is, mm-hmm. and Anderson Pack is like, uh. You know he's he's big in his field, <laughs> but right. like people outside his field don't really know who Anderson Pack is, type of thing. Right. Uh Like he, Bruno Mars could have been a lot more overbearing and taking a lot mm-hmm. more control over the album if he wanted to. Right. It's like but, it's like
3: asking like Steph Curry to join your team, you know. And he's just like, we just need somebody to complete it. Like, don't do too much. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> Just, just, chill. just something like that, you know. you like Steph Curry of the, of the game, so. I feel That's it. it I feel it. it I
0: appreciated it. I like the like I said. I like. I need to see it live. Yeah, kind of they're, so they're, on, go they're, they're on the list now. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I thought my list was shortening up. I thought I was getting to the end of it, but now we add more people. Who who else and, you got on there? Uh Jasmine Sullivan. I gotta see. Okay. Uh Jacob Collier, I'm gonna see next year. Okay. Coldplay. I'm gonna try to see soon. Okay. And that's pretty much it. That's my list right now. Bro, that's all. There
3: there'd be so many like small like engagements around New York. I need to find a way to get the scoop on where like like ahead of time i always see stuff yeah. the day after you know recordings i'm like this is happening, like like phineas and uh lizzie McAlpine. they they were they played somewhere like, like a couple of weeks ago i saw a video i was like i would have went to this like I'm like where is it? How do you find <laughs> out about this stuff uh, yeah
0: well, who's the, who the person to let me know you just All gotta right. follow everybody i guess i don't All know right
3: exactly i don't know but yeah i guess cut patience to her stories i'm sure she says something about it <laughs>
0: Yeah man, I'm gonna and let you go. We could talk all day, man. We're Let you go into your to your Christmas lighting. I know you gotta hey. you gotta put the star on top of the tree and everything. Hey. So we'll be checking for you. We'll be checking for I you on, on TV. This is the yeah. Rockefeller one.
3: Yeah, we. I mean, we might like we're going to. It is Rockefeller. They light it today. I doubt we're gonna see it be lit because it's gonna be so packed probably. But we're just gonna go to be. But it's, it's still gonna, gonna be live, lit. Honestly. Yeah, it's gonna be lit. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Hi, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so,
3: yeah, yeah, so we're gonna check that out and uh, I'll send some pics to the family. Cool, okay. man.
0: Cool, man. <laughs> we'll, add em. we'll add them to this part of the podcast so everybody's right. part of it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, all right, bro, love you. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, time. man. Thanks for making time. Same time, same time next we'll week. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see you soon. Nah, no, not next week because then they'll think next that you're a part of it and we'll have to put you on a payroll and all that kind of okay. stuff. Okay,
3: same, same time week after next but yeah
0: we'll see we'll see you after christmas yeah all right, bet. <laughs> all right bro yeah, yeah be, be good
1: Peace.
0: Hey. oh man we're back man we're back without 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 our guest i was happy that malcolm made it by you know he's a busy man we have been trying to get him off for for some time now you would think like new york is just in its own time zone i don't know if that makes sense or not it does 'Cause I I had to do the mental math in my head when I was trying to tell them what time to come. And I was like, I gotta tell them it's Eastern. But I was I was like, Oh, hold on, we both Eastern. That don't make sense. Why would I say but that? They
1: just, they just, you know, they just different. They move they like different. London time to me in my brain. Yeah. Or something. East Coast time. Not Eastern time, East Coast time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm <just> stop. <laughs> um I,
0: I know because it makes sense what you're saying, but it's
1: just like nothing else you can say. But we did want to continue on it. We got to continue on the football because this is a, um, what I like about football is whatever happened last year doesn't necessarily hold true to the following season. I mean, of course you have injuries, now you have COVID, um, and then you have to worry about, Um, Emails coming now Coming out And getting your coach (laughs) And then I'm not even Going to joke about The other one But on a serious note You know Sometimes you got to Worry about your The players off field Yeah um, Choices and activities You know Yeah So uh, It's hard to predict What's going to happen And it's even more It's so many more Variables And um, Yeah But We were talking about The success Of the Patriots And yeah I did You know I did Point out um, Some of the teams they did beat You know weren't at full strength But you know when you, when you talk about football And that the nature of the game Is violent then You can't ever expect any team To ever be at full strength You're lucky exactly. if you're healthy If you're a healthy team But the thing is you have people on that roster They get paid money and anybody's number should be called And they should be able to perform and do their job Correct You know um, they're all better athletes Than people that aren't in the, in the NFL That's why they're in the NFL so the success of the Patriots to me is it just reiterates having a system in place. Mm-hmm. When you have a system in place, then football is easy. Mm. You know,
0: that's when that's you have correct. A system in place,
1: you know what that's you're doing. Correct. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Everybody knows their <clears> job. <throat> they knows they know their roles. There's a culture expectation. And um, for a rookie quarterback, such as Mac Jones to come in and, um, play the way he's playing I, I don't watch every patriots game i've only no. watched one or two maybe and um but you you continue to hear good things about him and he seems comfortable for a rookie you know um and then he doesn't have superstar wide receivers that he's throwing the ball to you know aguilar was like the big name and he's not really he's like mid-grade you get what i yeah. mean he's he's inconsistent he's good sometimes he's he's not good sometimes but so, also
0: with with the talent they have it's about the coaching staff putting those players in the right position to make that job easy too. For
1: sure. And that's what they think that's about what their you, running backs.
0: That's what you see when you look at the game, yeah. when you watch them. That's what I've seen, at least when I watch it. It's just like, oh, they just putting these play- players in positions to succeed. Like, yeah. extenuating my strengths
1: type of thing. But they've been healthy for the most part. I mean, I know they've, I think they've had their biggest health issues that I've at least paid attention to would have been at the on offensive, at least, would have been at the tight end position um, mm. and semi at the running back. But they got like three different running backs and they're yeah. all. You know, none of them. And they traded Sony they away. Can play well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like these running backs are young and they're hungry and they're on the come up. And it's always been that way with the Patriots. It's never been like this superstar running back. It's just been like oh. their running backs are always efficient yep. at what they need to do. So, like I say, fundamentals, man. So.
0: But enough um, about the Patriots. I want to hear about the Dolphins because the Dolphins have been on in the last month their own little winning streak. So, like, what have you seen in this last week from what you from what you watch? Because I know from my perspective it's hard to get a hold of you when the game is going on so i don't know what you're doing when the game is going on i don't know if you're watching it on your own in your own little cocoon or something and trying to figure out what's going on or or if you're just not watching it all you just waiting for the result or but what 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 is, your, what is your experience been in the last month
1: with the Dolphins. And it's just, you know, Belichick he's such a great coach. Um, <laughs> yeah. the way he commands, you know, the team and his staff and everything. It's just their identity is still there. You know, oh. don't matter who the players are my bad. Uh, no, no, but, Brian Flores. Brian Flores is his name. All right, so the Dolphins, here's the storyline with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are kind of the complete the complete opposite, but after after last Sunday's game, this past Sunday's game against the Panthers, mm. this is what I've concluded as a Dolphins football team observer, I'll call myself Mm. that. Okay. I'm not a fan. We're working, we're working right direction. Um, this really is, they're basically still in the middle of a rebuild. That's what I've identified last year was not. And what I mean by that is like the first year was getting rid of people and trying to see who can stick around. and and kind of tanking to get, you know, the early picks. Last year was kind of this experiment where I felt like it was really supposed to be Fitzpatrick the entire year, but they forced two in. And this was really supposed to be year one of like a rebuild. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because they they signed Flores to a five-year contract guaranteed. So I don't know if guaranteed is really guaranteed when it comes to these contracts, but I believe that's how they started it off. You know, so it wasn't this pressure that he needed to win. Um, but now when I see that the the storyline of this past game was these Dolphin the rookies all had amazing games and then Tua, um, and is that offense and defense? Well, you got Jalen Waddle who is looking like he's now, he was worth giving up, I guess last next year's first round draft pick, I guess, you know, I don't know, but yeah. He's definitely the best player on our offense, like by a long shot. There's nobody mm-hmm. even like close. Um, Over Kaseki, as far as like as far as like his weapons, Kaseki's good. I just don't get it. I don't know what I don't know if it's his route running, or if he's just limp. Like if he's just stuck in this gray area between being a tight end and a receiver. Like his routes aren't crisp enough at the at the receiver position, but that at the tight end position, then. It's too easy to guard him because, you know, if he's at the tight end position, he's going to be running. He's not staying and blocking. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's easy to defend. That's the only thing I could think of because it's like, bro, he has all the <laughs> talent and the athleticism, but it just seems like he's never getting the ball. And Tua is very accurate. Um, And, you know, I don't know if you've seen what Tez had posted. Uh, This, this stat they were talking about him the other day. Tez being our,
0: our our cousin that we talk we talk a lot
1: of football with him too much information, and, uh, but basically they were saying <laughs> uh, for this season he's ranked second. Is Tua he's ranked second for the, for the in listeners. completion completion percentage, and uh he's ranked third for the fastest uh getting the ball out the quickest mm. as far as the allowed time. And the reason for that is because we had like the worst offensive, offensive line, line in yeah. the entire NFL. Like not yeah. even like top five, no the worst. Yeah. So the fact that he's, he can get the ball, imagine when he gets the line. You know what I mean? Um and not, not when to, he gets better receivers that can Not get to open. interject
0: too much, but I feel like if you said two is what, top three? Or what is he
1: on that list? He's top three at getting the ball at the fastest getting the ball. and he's oh, second uh-huh. in completion percentage. So he's good at making decisions.
0: And I feel like the whoever's ahead of them are like the team, the quarterbacks that play against the Rams because like... <laughs> For some reason, everybody that plays against Aaron Donald is like the fastest thrower of all time. Like, they never hold on to the
1: ball. It's wild. Gotta be man. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's that's the direction I feel right now um, is that I can't, like, as a Dolphins team observer, Sunday observer on Sundays, you can't get attached <laughs> to any athletes outside of, uh, I think, the one and two year players, right? or Maybe people that have been brought in in the last three years. Yeah. Um that probably sounds dumb cause that's basically everybody on the team. But what I mean is this Devonte, he was here before Tua and before Brown Flores. And he's still kind of the same person where it's like when he's healthy, he can be a, a top, you know, caliber wide receiver, but he just can't stay healthy. Mm. Uh, Will Fuller, he just got free money basically. You get what I mean? And I don't even know how much he's going to get paid. Cause I'm sure he's lost a lot of money just by not being on the field, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't think he wants to be out there putting his body at risk and be losing. So maybe that's his thing. I just don't get it. But he's been, he's literally been, he's played one game. Um, so my thing is like Preston Williams hasn't shown up to, to his potential. Like he thought he was going to be, you know? So it's really just Tua and Jalen and, and Gusecki and then uh, Durham Smythe and our running backs. Now, Phillip Lindsay is a new addition and he oh played- yeah. He played a lot of snaps on Sunday, and he did well. He He contributed. He did well, from what I saw. But here is one thing I noticed that I that I've seen them running for Tua, which helps with this decision making and completion. He runs an RPO. That's what he's probably the best at.
0: He's great at reading.
1: And so, because we can't run the ball, now they found a way to make it work. And here is what they do: they use motion every on just about every play. You gotta, you gotta. So now it's it's either a wide receiver is, is running across and you now you, somebody has to chase him or they've been doing a tight end. So they'll do like a play action. The tight end will run across. And then instead of them throwing it to the motion receiver, he'll throw it into the tight end and he either pitches it to him. He throws it on the out slant or whatever. But it's like, now you gotta, you gotta, you gotta account for all these things. And it's really like chess. You're doing mm-hmm. the same play over and over again but you just don't know who, or you can go deep if why are
0: you preaching to the choir watch. right now bro you know who yeah, invented yeah, yeah, the, yeah. this offense that you're talking about it's sean mcveigh sean mcveigh and his and his and his crew his crew and he's invented this offense you're talking about so i know exactly what you're talking and it's very effective and yeah. something that we've gotten away from ourselves too much
1: i think but so yeah so I, this is my first time seeing it ran so efficiently though yeah like, we put a interesting course- to hear you say that i didn't know that yeah they put up points this Sunday. Like normally it's like a close win and it's like, yeah, we won, but we only put up thirteen points or right, seventeen. Right. Like you're not gonna beat a good team that can score by only putting up seventeen points. With this one, the defense dominated. They benched Cam Newton.
0: I wanted to ask you about this then. Is it something yeah. that you just as as an observer, as you say, is it something that you just take for granted that your defense is this fire? Or is it just like what is it? What what how would you how would you characterize what your defense is at this point?
1: The defense took time to get to jail, and because it looks were- good,
0: it looks great every time I see it. Seeing play is the reason I'm saying this. You know what I mean? Every time I see y'all play, y'all just be having people look baffled, like they've never played offense before against <laughs> against a defense.
1: On the good games, then though when the defense yeah. plays well, they're a top defense. But what I'm saying is, like this whole season, it hasn't been that way. Like the guy we got in the first round was Phillips, Jalen Phillips, I think, and maybe that's his name. But he's a he's a pass rusher. And when I was studying him, they were scouting him, comparing him to the uh, JJ and TJ Watt. Mm. You get what I mean? Awesome. Like like Oof. his build, the way he moves, like studying him and stuff like that. That was yeah. what they were comparing him to. So this past game, he got three sacks. Yes. And um, so I think he's starting to understand and get his confidence up. And he was very, he was key to our defense being amazing. before, Before maybe three weeks ago, really, honestly, before that Ravens game, the Dolphins did not have a pass rush. Mm. So when you don't have a pass rush, it don't matter how good the cornerbacks are like if you got 10 seconds to throw the ball. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's going to always get open. Yeah. So yeah, the defense is looking good now but now they have that confidence in blitzing more. Like the Dolphins blitz the most out of anybody and um everybody's healthy on the defense right now, which is a first, you know, because we did play a lot of games without our starting cornerbacks for sure. So it's just I think right now is the team is coming together, everybody's on the field. And they trust one another and that's why they're looking good. So if you look at their schedule right now, real quick, they yeah, have yeah. I did want to say um, about this for sure. And this is why it was interesting that we were talking about the Patriots. Because right now, um the Patriots are do you know their record? No, not off the top of my four, head. Four, five, six, seven, eight. They're eight and four. Okay. So their next games are the Bills, Indiana, the Bills, Jacksonville, Miami. So I'm I'm thinking like if I want to like hope for the worst for the Patriots, they, they win against Jacksonville and they lose the rest of their games and become like, what is that? 10 and 7 maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's 10 and 7. And then for the Dolphins, they have the Giants, the Jets, New Orleans, Tennessee, and then the Patriots, which will make them 10 and 7. So beating the Patriots twice, I would assume, would allow the Dolphins to jump. Them. I'm not sure how that math works. Yeah, you might but win that top That's But that's what the Dolphin <laughs> fans have to wish for if they have any playoff hopes. Uh, Devontae Parker is coming back. Um, so now that they found ways to win without him, he should only make the offense that much better. And hopefully Will Furler can come back before the end of the season and really see the, the potential that this team was supposed to be when it's yeah, time so to basically- pay, uh, play the Patriots.
0: Everything is falling into place through twelve weeks for the AFC East outside of the Jets to at least be into an interesting division. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like at the beginning of the season, it almost felt like the Bills are gonna dominate, and then it's gonna be like which one of these other teams figure out and maybe get it going. But right now, it's looking like there's a chance that maybe we get three AFC East teams that look like they have a chance to make the playoffs or something like that, uh, or that you can take serious at least towards the end and be a tough out. And that's always better for for uh for football when there's strong divisions uh but absolutely. how convenient that that happens right when Tom brady leaves that division <laughs> must be nice for him must be nice for absolutely. him absolutely yeah. before before we uh touch touched on talked about my team I did want to, like slightly mention i don't know if you saw this, but this was this blew my mind like a lot of a lot of stuff been happening in the last like week or so with college football you know I don't pay much attention to college football, but like coaches been like switching teams and stuff right. Yeah. And so old boy from OU, his name is Lincoln Riley. He got a job at USC. Right? Yeah. And it was for 10 years, over a hundred million. They are buying him a house in LA worth six million dollars. They are also buying his two homes that he had in Norman, Oklahoma for $500,000 over asking price. And they gave him unlimited use of a private jet for his family. Is this like, have you ever heard anything like this is crazy, right?
1: (laughs) What's crazy is that one, the coach gets this, but yet the players barely, you know, they're supposed to be happy with just getting a scholarship, but the players are the ones that's, or even even the, the NIL or whatever I think it's called,
0: uh where yeah. now they can use their likeness, they can make money off of their likeness now. Like even that uh is supposed to be enough, you know. But it's just like they got this much money to ball out on one coach like
1: this. Yeah, college, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's so many things we can go so many ways with that, you know, maybe lower the tuition. If if you can afford that for... Football is not... I what, mean, that's entertainment, bro. That's yeah, I think that's the point. But it is it's the just heart and soul of a lot of these schools is like they make more money off of the sports than they make off of their academics. I mean, it is what it is.
0: At this point, don't we just separate those two, though? Like, the college tuition stuff, just the regular student stuff and the student-athlete money is two different, like, two different things at this point, right? Like, we don't tie those things together anymore, do we? Like, I don't think we can. Like, it's just such it's, it's such its own economy based around bowl games and based around which player goes where and who's winning the Heisman and all this kind of stuff. It's just like, it's doing its own thing and making money off of so many other things. And now you got like, now you got endorsements coming, Jersey sales, of course, and all that kind of stuff. That's always always been around, but it's just like, they're making so much money in this whole another realm. And I don't know how tied it is into like, for instance, an endowment, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how it it is into that, but I, I don't know. I just thought that was crazy. I had never been buying house. They're buying him a new home and, and buying his old house to get him out of that. Like that shit crazy. Like private jet, yeah, whatever. Everybody can get a private jet. Would you
1: have to, would you really have to say is or ask is if this is how much they're paying him, Let's think about it. any job you've ever had. Your salary is not even, no, nowhere even close to how much money the company makes off of you. Yeah. Yeah. For you being there. So, like, if they're paying them this type of money and they're spending Oof. this type of money, then you know that that, that college is, is bringing in bank. That's crazy. Um, so, you know, every, every season, especially after recovering from COVID and stuff, they still have this type of money. But, um, you know, like, that's that's another conversation. You know yeah, what I mean? I only because brought it up
0: because it, it kind of like put me in the mind of the Goodfellas. A little bit where it's just like, I know some shit going on over there. I know it. I know they're making money off of, off the of stuff we don't even hear about over there. I know it. And, you know, gambling is getting involved in everything. So, there's there's money. I'm just saying there's money sources that they don't advertise on TV.
1: It's probably why they can afford to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you think, though, also that this stuff is just... This stuff probably always took place. It just wasn't never. Published like this You, you get what I'm yeah, saying that's what, I'm, that's what I was wondering I know Jim I, Trestle paid attention Yeah Jim Trestle He was Bro Yeah <clears throat> I know he was taken care of He was making yeah. A lot of money At Ohio State Um And I'm sure Michigan's coach now Har- Harborough Because these guys yeah. are switching Back and forth yeah. From NFL Nick Saban They're switching yeah. back and forth From NFL jobs To College jobs And um you know, has Myers probably And Oh yeah bro And um how much money the actual program brings in for each college, you know, like these, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these coaches make more than some of these college presidents. You know what yeah. I mean? For sure, um, for sure, nah, no, so. for sure, for sure. I but agree. it's 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 really though the whole structure of it is just very. When we were having that conversation on the last podcast about, um, you know whatever capitalism re- represents and. A system, whether it's moral, morally correct or not, it's like my experience with college is this: it's what you make of it, right? Mm-hmm. You go there, and you you know you you study hard, you get your degrees, how many ever you need. Um, but the thing is, this you you don't know you're uneducated, so you're not smart enough to know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not you don't smart know what you don't know. know what you're doing. So it's like, you don't, you might not know how the importance of networking. Somebody doesn't tell you that you might not know the importance of I shouldn't, I shouldn't get a major in this because this is just a dumb major and I'm not going to make any money off of this. You know what I mean? Like why, why would I pay all this money to get a major? That's not even going to repeat or return that salary. That's a terrible investment, you know, and a pointless skill. Especially Since now we moved into this technology age, some of these majors that were being, uh, made available definitely didn't make sense you know yeah it was like this job is not gonna be important you know potentially 10 years from now <laughs> five years from right now, it's from gonna be extinct yeah yeah so so it's like you know college you, you you give them money with the hopes that when you're done with your education you get this paper this degree that you can get a job and, and make a, a better living than you would have made without their help right without their paper and um, i didn't and i didn't mean board.
0: for a I didn't mean for that to uh, go into a long conversation or anything, but I just thought it was a good uh, tie in just because of the California connection, but I don't want to act like I'm running from it. We have to face it. It's happening. Uh, The Rams are on a three game losing streak right now and things ain't looking beautiful and all, all, all Hollywood and on the up and up as, as they were four, four weeks ago. You know what I mean? Uh, It's been a rough month of November. Uh, been the total opposite of the Patriots and Dolphins. And so it's like I don't know. I don't know where to start. Where do you want me to start, Dustin? Where do you want me to even start with this because there's a lot to address with this last month.
1: I'll I'll let you. We'll talk about fan
0: com- We'll talk about fan confidence. I like that. I like that. That's a good start. So what I've seen from as a fan and you know, fan seeing fan conversations online is a lot of people are mad at our defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. And a lot of people are just calling for him to be fired and thinking that that's what we need to do to fix it. Uh, There's another uh, part of the fandom that's like, see, Jared Goff wasn't the problem. Matthew Stafford isn't the savior you thought he was. Sean McVay is the problem. His ego is the problem. And to those... Fan opinions, there's validity to all of it. And there's something, there's something in there to be like you're overreacting in there. So just starting with like the defensive coordinator, I was like, he's not a bad defensive coordinator. He doesn't need to be fired. Him being fired won't fix anything. Uh, From, in my, from my perspective, our problem defensively is that our offense isn't living up to its side of the bargain. And... Because of the people that we've lost, uh, like I think we lost three people that I would call cornerstones to what our defense was last year, but they weren't big names like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, right? So we lose Michael Brockers, who's a line, who's a defensive lineman, right? Uh, he's been next to Aaron Donald the whole time Aaron Donald has been with the Rams since St. Louis, so that's something that can't be under. You know, underappreciated because it's just like Aaron Donald likes to talk about the chemistry, the unspoken chemistry that they had on the yeah. line next to each other, you know what I mean? Like he they just knew what each other was gonna do when they was rushing. So like you lose that that Russian partner and Aaron Donald's effectiveness kind of drops off. So you got that at the line. The next level is Troy Hill, who was our our uh our slot corner. And Outside of Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams, who are our top two corners, there's a lot of question marks as far as our cornerback play has been this year. So talent-wise, there's been a huge drop-off at that position. The next level is our safety, John Johnson. So we lose him, we replace him with uh, one of our young cats, uh, Jordan Fuller, who's who's been great in, this, in his role. But I think the other side is what I'm really worried about because I think there needs to be a change. Just in my opinion, Taylor Rapp has been playing. I think it's a free safety, uh, but I think he's more of a linebacker than a safety because he's not great at coverage, especially deep coverage. And we have another another safety that's sitting on the bench that I think could play that role better than him if we move Taylor Rapp to a middle linebacker per se. And let, let Taylor Rapp play closest to the line because he's middle such a great linebacker? Yes, because he's such a great tactic. Yeah, he's a strong dude. And How because he's a, he's not like he's not like normal middle linebacker. It would be unconventional. But I'm saying we gotta do unconventional things to make this defense work at this point because it's so there's so many holes in our defense, right? You got
1: to do something weird to throw the other team 20, off. Bro, nah. He ain't playing... He not playing middle linebacker at 205. Middle linebackers go up against the, the linemen sometimes. So, 300-pound sometimes. lineman is going to throw him on the ground super fast at 205. No.
0: Depends, on how he, depends on how he rushes. It depends on how he rushes. And I only say that because I don't want... It's not that I want him there for rushing. I want him there to cover the middle of the field. So, yeah, if if a lineman is coming... I would I would much rather prefer him closer to the line because Bro, this is why it, I say this. Why not he play is one of our he's one of our best he's one of our most surefire tacklers. When he goes for yeah. a tackle, he don't miss tackles. You know what I mean? So if he's the first person to meet the running back, that man is going down. And so that's why I, I want to play him closer to the line rather than back in uh in uh in safety position. But that's just one thing I would do with him. And maybe middle linebacker isn't the word for it, but it's some kind of like the same way we're using Jalen Ramsey this year as a star position. He's not a conventional cover corner this year, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times he's lined up in a slot and he's just making whatever, whatever play we need to make him, to, need him to make at that position. It's the kind of the same thing I want Taylor Rapp to do. I want him to kind of be like that star position in the middle rather than on the outside. But that's just one, one thing I, I see that we can like, make with the roster that we have right now because right now it's it's not like i said our our defense isn't terrible as as it looks i think what we keep on doing is putting our defense in bad positions because our offense has been less effective than it's been promised to be and something i've grown frustrated with with our team is our slow starts from the beginning it seems like we have no game plan you know we talked about a few episodes how teams come out and script the first 15 plays a lot of times right so you know what you're trying to get into and trying to accomplish the first drive down it just doesn't feel like we have that confidence in what our game plan is it just feels like we're trying to come out and on the second play we're trying to get that deep shot for a touchdown and to get the drive over with and it always backsfires. it either culminates in an interception or a deep sack you know what i mean and it throws off yeah. our offensive rhythm completely from the jump And so it's just like we're forcing stuff when we should just be running it. Our offensive line is built to run. We should be running it a lot more, establishing a run and making people respect that. And it's also been effective. Henderson's been great when he's had opportunities to run. So it's like there's no reason that we shouldn't be running. And so a lot of our problems are fixable, I think. But it comes down to, like I said, the other thing that our fans have complained about, and it's Sean McVay's ego. It's like he's trying to show off that Matthew Stafford is the right decision so much that he's going out of his way and making bad calls at the wrong time because he thinks this is how he, he gets approved. See, I couldn't have done this play if, if I had the other guy, you know what I mean? I went out and got this guy, this guy special, see? So he's like, he's like trying to prove this point every single week. And it's like, bro, just chill. Like, just let the offense come to us and we'll be fine. Cause what you're doing is hurting our defense on the other side, making us look bad. And then, our special teams is just like super terrible. Uh, like our our kicker, he's fine. Matt Gay is fine. Our punter yeah. is, is on the downside of his career. He's he's been a goat punter his whole career, but he's on the downside right now. Outside of those two, though, there's no nothing reliable <laughs> on our special teams. It's just like I wish we would fair catch every punt because it just seems like we fumble every time we return. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that bad type of thing. Uh, and then we're dealing with injuries, man. Like even within this game, Odell Beckham hurts his back in the middle of the game and he's playing through the pain, trying to make it work. Uh Henderson, I think he messed up his uh groin. And so he's not gonna be practicing this week. Uh, yeah, so that's our that's our second string running back that's been carrying a load for us. And now we're looking at Sony Michelle being our only running back uh of of value on our on our roster that we can use. And so it's just like and And that I think that heightens the importance of us losing Robert Woods, too, because Robert Woods was playing a hybrid wide receiver tight end halfback role with us. fullback. You can even throw in there role with this. You know, so it's like we're losing a lot of our capabilities and our depth. And so it's just like we got to do something different. We got to figure out something different, but we have to evolve. And it's not something that we can't overcome. I'm looking I'm not looking at us. And the talent that we have, and saying we can't overcome this, but it's something that we just got to completely reimagine our philosophy as a team, especially offensively, in order to make this turnaround happen. You know what I mean? And so we get a chance against the Jaguars. That game Practice, couldn't come right. Yeah, that game couldn't come at a better time. If we can't pull it off against this team, because that's the thing with these three games, it's like the Titans. You know how I feel about the Titans at the beginning of the year? I said they was going to be in the AFC Championship. Granted, they had just lost Derrick Henry, but they had A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, so they had a respectable offense enough, and their defense is fire. So it's like, I can I can accept that loss. They're a great team, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost to the 49ers. The 49ers, for one, they're in our division. They always have our number. We always seem to play bad against them. Uh, but also, they were a team that have been getting in their rhythm in the last few weeks, too, you know what I mean? If, if you've seen them in the last... Uh, three weeks they're on a winning streak themselves, and then the Packers. They're Aaron. You know that's Aaron Rodgers. It's Green Bay. You know what I mean? Uh, they've they've been in the NFC Championship two two years in a row, last two years. So they are like the the standard of the NFC. So it's like those aren't terrible teams to lose to. It just sucks that we beat ourselves in a lot of ways against those teams. You know what I mean? That's the part that really sucks. And so we just gotta get that shit together, bro. And the Jaguars are the team to get that. Get it together against Reestablish our identity. Get some confidence. Get some more reps in with Odell and uh and Stafford. Get them more comfortable with each other. Get uh, Von Miller and Aaron Donald on the same page so that they can be more effective. And then get back into the like immediately get back into tough to the tough part of our schedule right after the Jaguars. You know, it don't. It's yeah, I was
1: like, gonna say it's the Jaguars is a game where it's like yeah we can get practice, but then it's also one of those trap games because yes for sure. Uh, Forget about just losing. You know, it's another game where this is a team that really knows they don't have nothing to win. They don't have nothing to play for. You know, they actually probably it helps them better now to lose. Now they're at mm-hmm. that point. It doesn't help them to win, and they don't. I don't think they have a personal rivalry with the Rams. Yeah. I don't think oh, well, and they like do. That. Dustin,
0: here's the storyline for you. Uh-oh. You probably you probably forgot this. It's been so long, huh? This is the first game that Jalen Ramsey's played against the Jaguars since he's left, since he got traded from them. So uh, we got you know, a little bit of the storyline there.
1: I guess it's like since the Jaguars aren't a competing team, it's kind of like... Yeah, but players don't whatever. think that
0: way. You know the players on the field are going to come out and be... Especially when they see the big names. Like That's the that's the uh, downside of getting all these OBJs and Von Millers on the squad. It's just like now we got this target on our back where people look at us and they treat us like Super Bowl champs. It's like, oh, I'm going to have my best day against Von Miller. What you mean? I'm going to run this boy over. I'm going to block. I'm going to hella block Von Miller, you know? I'm going a, I'm to a shut down OBJ. We're going to double, triple team OBJ. Like, they go out of their way to be great that week against us because we're big names type of thing. You know what I mean? So I I don't put it past the Jaguars to have their best showing from, like, certain individual players. You know what I mean? Because players don't think like that. The season ain't over till it's over because you're always trying to get your next job. So, and it's the NFL. It's like, it's going to be tough no matter what. But it's like, if we can't overcome this team, Get our shit together, play the right way, and not be pressing, you know. Then it's going, I mean, I don't see us winning another game, honestly, because like I said, we got 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals. We got the Ravens, the Vikings, all on the back end, you know, coming up. So it's like, you ain't going to win no game playing like with the attitude that we're playing with right now against those teams. So, hey, man, I thought the bye week was going to be the week that we you know, could get get our shit together, but we came back and played Green Bay in Green Bay, so I guess that wasn't the best timing. <laughs> so now Jacksonville's the team we get right with, or yeah. like my grandma used to say, if you don't get right, you're gonna get left. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a interesting last few weeks because I know people love to harp on the fact that we went all in, and if this don't work out.
1: We're gonna be the livestock of the, of the of the league for years to come. It's just gonna be one of the things where it's like it's the Rams. That's gonna be the same. Yeah, but let's let's check out the standings real quick for the entire NFL because yes, we'll talk about our teams, but everybody don't really care about our teams. Well, nah, we
0: can we could talk about we could talk about more teams next week. Uh, we'll set aside more time for them. I just wanted to. I feel like this was a good time to spend some. Spend most of the time and focusing on what, you know, teams that we actually hone in on and and watch and know the most about. Uh, we'll get hey to man, I'm teams. a
1: free agent. I love every team equally right now. So. <laughs> I don't,
0: I don't.
1: But, I don't. but this is we can quick, the, we can this is the um the state of the NFL right now. Um, if if we ever had any predictions or whatever, um, AFC, you got. New England is at the top at eight and four. Buffalo seven and four. Miami five and seven. And then the Jets being the Jets at three and eight. Uh, You got the AFC North with the Ravens at eight and three. Cincinnati at seven and four. Mm -hmm. Cleveland has been, I think, frustrating. But it's like, to me, it's more so because of the injuries. Yeah, that's all. That's all. When they hurt, that's the frustrating thing about them. When they hurt, they win. Eesh.
0: That'll be fine.
1: So it just sucks. It really sucks because, you know, they were really trending in the right way, in the right direction, yeah. you know, with the talent they had and stuff and developing players, um, making sure they had a good defense to compete, you know, with elite offenses and stuff is just unfortunate. Um. then Pittsburgh is kind of, you know, time to move on from Ben. Uh, Tennessee is still holding on at the top at 8-4. and four. And then, you know, Indiana 6-6, six and six, I think they're still fighting. I don't know if they still believe they can go to the playoffs or not. What do you think about Indiana? They 6-6 six and six right now.
0: I like them. They have a they have a strong defense. They have Jonathan Taylor, who's MVP candidate, and they have a great offensive line. And Carson Wentz seems like he's getting more and more comfortable with what his role is in that offense every week. So I like their chances to go on a,
1: to be a factor at least. Yeah, I agree. I can't I can't have faith in a Dolphins squad and, and count out a team like the the uh, in Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, because they look good. They they, they look
0: good even when they lost last week against the Bucs, So I can't get them out.
1: All right, the Chiefs are back at on top. Which this has been the most interesting division because man, it's just been like I think I'm really thrown off by the Chargers. Um, yeah, I didn't expect them to be this bad this season. They like, Nobody did, they've bro. Gone backwards. Everybody picked them to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Remember they were saying, "Oh, Justin Herbert, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, already. He still is second year. He still mm-hmm. is.
0: If he retired today, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. That's he'd how be in Hall of Fame, him. whatever."
1: <laughs> Uh, but yeah, all the teams are tied at 6-5 and five except Kansas City. They're 7-4. All the other three teams are 6-5, and five, so you, it's anybody's division, honestly.
0: Oh, and I mean, while we're here, the Broncos are the team that the Rams traded with. We traded Von Miller for Kenny Young, basically. And Kenny Young's been doing great for them. Like, Rams fans are mad that we got rid of Kenny Young to this day still. But the Broncos are an interesting team because they have like... uh Volatility is the word I, I was looking for at their quarterback position. But if if they didn't have that, then the rest of their team is so good that they would be such a such a good team in the league. You know what I mean? Like Teddy Bridgewater is only such a good quarterback, but they feel like
1: there's a ceiling on how
0: good he can be or something. I don't know what it is, but like if they had just a little bit better quarterback, maybe quarterback play. At every other thing, like their offensive line, their defense, their skill positions they're solid yeah it's like that's it's like i just don't know how to feel about them it's like i want to take them serious i want to be like oh yeah they're gonna go on a run but
1: unpredictable unpredictable bro
0: unpredictable
1: but they hear because it, it's when they win games and you be like once again what the hell you didn't they're expect them to win that way they're well built yeah. all right let's flip let's switch over to the other side of the national football conference them, them, them. Cowboys are still holding on to the lead at seven and four. Yeah, but they're going through their COVID like, stuff. Uh,
0: they're going through injuries, adversity, man. A lot they, of adversity. They're just going right
1: through it. Yeah. Um, and then of course, whenever, whenever your left tackle is hurt, and he's one of the best in the game, um, that's always a challenge as well. You know, offensive mm-hmm. line issues. Um, everybody else, they're not even worth really mentioning. But they're, you know, n- not none of the other teams. No, first, no, I'm not going to let five. you do that. Washington won last week.
0: They all worth mentioning in that division.
1: Yeah. Washington are a
0: are force to be reckoned with. Their defense is legit, even without, yeah, oh yeah, boy, yeah. without a, oh boy, I forget his name,
1: defensive lineman uh, that's injured. You can't really say, though, that you believe they're going to be in the playoffs and actually complete or compete with other top playoff I'll put like this and be like, oh shoot, Washington serious this year. I can't say it from what, what I've seen.
0: I, yeah, I, get that part, but I can't say from with what from what I've seen that they're in an the investigation. Gonna be, it's not they're not going to be fighting. They're not going to be a fight like they're a scrappy team, man. They fight. They got some identity. They got some grit, and they led by that coach. And there's something yeah. to be said about a cancer survivor leading you a football team, and everybody galvanizing around that. So I don't, I take, I don't know, man. Some about them. I'm not saying they Super Bowl or nothing, but they are going. Be in a conversation for the playoffs for sure.
1: And they going to knock somebody out yeah. of a spot. I feel like how KD said when he was talking about Portland. <laughs> yeah, Y'all got talent, but you know, ain't about to do nothing with it. That's the thing though. know. Football, they, Washington football team. They, yeah, they just, yeah. You know. Um, I like them. But yeah, so I'll say they represent since you care. Uh, nah, I don't care about the rest of them. I don't care about the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Green Bay is at top at ninety three. So great team. Um, I know everybody wants to count them out after you know the, their first loss in the end season, I was like, Man. you know, y'all didn't y'all didn't get that. That was just for that was for New Orleans more than it was for anything else. It was Relax. just for New Orleans. Um Relax. but yeah so they nine and three and like, you know, nobody is competing. Well, nobody is giving them any run for their money. I'll give division. them some
0: time because they beat my team, right? Uh they were down a few offensive linemen and people thought that was gonna be a problem against the Rams. For some reason, we couldn't get to that boy Aaron Donald. And for some reason AJ Dillon had his best running game I ever seen him have. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, the offensive line looked fine to me. Uh, now there's some fans, Rams fans, that say that they got away with a lot of holding. I need to go back and watch it and see if they're just saying that because they were running fans or not. But either way, Aaron Rodgers is just so difficult to get a hold of. I don't know why it is. I don't know if it's a it's a skill that you develop or what. But like, I'll tell you why. It's because he's covered by State Farm. <laughs> that was not a sponsorship but could uh be could but be yeah. right here could say stay for him right here and their defense days. their defense has um their defense is better than the last 5 years that Aaron Rodgers has had as far as the defense goes you know that's always been a thing where it's really like man if they just put a defense around him he, he could finally take him to a championship again and it looks
1: like they finally put another defense around them so
0: watch out for the packers bro
1: yeah i mean why not I would like to see Rodgers in another Super Bowl before he Me leaves. Too. Me too. Um, and then, once again, you got Tampa Bay at 8-3 healthy, easy, and everybody else is kind of like just, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do. All the other teams have just got five wins. So, the, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs probably. And then y'all's division, uh, Arizona okay. at 9-2. and two, Comfortable. Coasting. And... Um, you know the Rams are at seven and four. San Francisco is six and five, right behind you guys. On a run, and uh, Seahawks are kind of you know falling apart. Trying to start thinking about next season. It's time to um, think about
0: where Russell Wilson going to be next year. That's
1: <laughs> about that time. So, right now, while we have this data in front of us, week twelve. Was that what happens on week twelve? I'm just oh, saying yeah, we're, we're, through, sorry, we're yeah. through we're through we're through 12 weeks. Yeah, through 12 right? weeks. While we have this data, do you have a team that, you know, you see uh going to the Super Bowl?
0: Well, I told you my AFC pick and I'm sticking with it so far. Nothing has changed
1: with that the Pats.
0: Uh out of the NFC. I, this one's going to change week by week probably, but for now it's the Packers, but I say it with like a italics. It's not
1: bold print like the Patriots. It's like the Packers. Okay. And then what about AFC? Who do you I think? thought you AFC is Patriots. I'm sorry. Yeah. What you got? Um. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be lame. I'm going to be lame and say that the Chiefs get it together. Oh. Cuz Clyde me. is back and one thing people count out is that when Pat was going through all his, these issues, Clyde was injured, you know, and Not the even whole in, time. The be, well, in, in the beginning of the season Clyde wasn't playing up to his Yeah, that's the his, first uh, part. what he did last year, but they don't they didn't have the same offensive line. People, yeah. people don't understand how hard it is really to run the ball in the NFL, you know, so the offensive line needed time to gel. And then, you know, so now I feel like how well Clyde, I ain't gonna say he killed it, but he had a decent game for his game back, you know, first game back. Now they have this bye week, you know, so let's see, let's see if the uh, Chiefs can finish strong, you know, now that he has his, his, um, his formula back, you know, all his players back. Let's see what they can do. So I'm, I'm gonna give it to the Chiefs uh, back, back in the AFC championship, you know. I don't want to count them out okay. that quickly. Although the defense is trash.
0: <laughs> Very bad. But it's um, getting together.
1: It's getting better. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I would like to see I definitely man. would like to see Kyler Murray in the Super Bowl. Huh? Um Yeah, the Cardinals. That's I definitely would like to see calling. that. I'm sorry. I went there. I definitely would like to see that, but I think A-Hop is so you know, he's so necessary. His health is so necessary to be to be on that field, so you, you know, want for him to be effective. A red versus red Super Bowl when Zoom dog's gonna, gonna be
0: performing at halftime.
1: Bro, I think that would be a fun, two fun quarterbacks, two explosive, you know, athletic playmaking quarterbacks. They, they they extend the plays, they make, you know, great throws. I need about three more weeks to see this Cardinals defense before I can like
0: Buy into that over the Packers and Bucks. I don't, I can't put the Cardinals over the Packers and Bucks because of the defense is what I, is what I point to. How do you? What are you seeing something different with their defense
1: that tells you something? I think that I mean their defense is legit. I think the Cardinals defense is legit. I don't, I don't think their defense is weak. They proved Mm -hmm. it when they played y'all. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the last, like since they lost J.J. Watt though there was a little bit of a fall off. I noticed Chandler Jones has stepped up. You get what I mean? It's one of those things where you, you play to whatever your role is. And when JJ watt goes out, I mean, at the end of the day, here's the deal. Even he was more like, the whole Ray Lewis thing where it was like having that commander with the experience, yeah. but he he wasn't himself where he was getting nah, sacks but he was a base. Like
0: that. I think he was a base for their running game, and I think the, their running game uh, fell off for a few a few the weeks. Now, I said, like I said, we've only seen like two two weeks, so it's a small, simple size without J.J. Watt, and they now they've had their buy and they're about to come back, so we might see them. That's why I said I, need, I just need to see it for like three more weeks yeah. to know that J.J.
1: Watt impact isn't being well, felt that big you know what i mean here's the beauty of their team though right their defense is able to perform the way it's able to perform because they're normally leading what what makes their defense better is that they have a a good enough offense and it's like that's one thing that's what the chiefs kind of thought they can pull off where it's like if we can score a lot of points then it makes you have to change your game plan you can't run mm-hmm. the ball like you want to you Practice. have to change your Practice. game script and i feel like that's that's a strength that the cardinals have is that they can make explosive plays. They they are going to put up points. Like, all their games, every mm-hmm. game they've played this season, they've only had two games. No, I guess three games. And I, I can't even tell you. I'll say this. With with Murray as quarterback, and I think he probably got injured versus the Green Bay game. But with him as quarterback, they only had one game prior to that game he got injured uh, where they had less than 30 points. You get what I mean? So mm-hmm. they scored points versus... And even when they was playing other teams, the other teams, none of those teams put up more than, well, I ain't gonna say that only three teams put up 20 points or more against them this whole season. So I feel like when you go up and you got to, now we got to pass the ball. We can't run the ball more. We we got to play against the clock and stuff. It's easier to defend when we know that you have to pass it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I think their strength is that, that keeps their defense that makes it may, maybe it makes it look better than what it really is. But I think they have a respectable defense, man. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, are you counting out the fact that D Hop is hurt? No, that's what I. That's what I said. Was that he? He has to be. He definitely has to be on the field. Yeah. But even without the field, they got talented wide receivers.
0: Yeah, but it's
1: that's D Hop, and they, they have the
0: next best is who, AJ Green and well, Kirk, and Moore. Which yeah, they do have talented. Receivers. Moore is good for a yeah. No, no, they're good, but it's just like not d hop and that's i think that's significant once you start realizing like you got the cowboys at full strength bucks at full strength packers at full strength the rams at full strength it's gonna be and the 49ers are gonna have a say in there too uh i don't know man i think they need a full they need a fully healthy d hop on dick to get
1: pat to get out of the nfc yeah I don't know the status of Chase Edmonds, but I just know that Connor has been. Uh, I think he's he's had a respectable season. I don't know after this season or after this week since he took the bye week off, but before their bye week, he had the most touchdowns, as far as running backs go. You know, so um, people count him out because he got <clears throat> traded, but you know injuries happen. He had to me he had a decent season last week or last year with the um, Steelers. You know, but um, he's he's doing well. And I don't think people respect him as a threat. You know what I mean? Yeah. As part of the game or whatever, they think he's just some backup running back. But shoot, he could still be looked at as a starting, you know, decent running back. And um, I don't know, bro. I just think more than anything, it's the it's the it's the uh, relationship when you got a coach and a quarterback relationship, and the fact that they played together in college. You know what I mean? So he just yeah. knows the system so well. That's that's the main I get, reason I, I just be feeling I get like that. you I get that. you talk about with Stafford and, and McVay, and it's like as good as they both are. They're still new to this marriage, you know what I mean? Yes, to this yeah. partnership, it's gonna take some time for them. Correct, correct. Um, and we even seen that with Brady, and uh, his coach Byron, last season, Iron you which know. <laughs> So, right. um, and that and that's how I feel about um, what's his name, Mahomes. So it's just you know that offense is is an offense he's very comfortable in. Taylor May. you know what I mean and he just knows it, it it's not something that he just has to kind of figure out so I think that's two good quarterbacks I think that would just be interesting enough we'll see though right we'll see we'll see man that's your, that's your call you said Cardinals versus
0: uh, Chiefs and I'm I'm, Chiefs. I'm, I'm sticking crazy. with Patriots versus Packers right now but we will see we'll, we'll check back in a few in like week 16 let's say yeah and we'll see if it's changed
1: for sure um in closing before we go there <laughs> <Not> in closing <laughs> right before we go but in another conclusion. subject i guess <laughs> um for me personally it's it's not really a big deal because how i feel about this virus going is that i don't expect it to go away uh just because of the nature of it you know it's a respiratory pathogen type of thing is airborne and i've seen a video where a doctor explained that um even if every human you know even though we're mammals you know even though every human were to eliminate it and it didn't exist in us it can still live in in the am- animals Passive. Yeah, which means every time the um the winter comes along or whatever season comes along where that which is weird because this is a virus that does that can exist in any time of the year anyway. It's mm-hmm. not like it just comes during the winter like the flu Blue or anything. Season. So it just seems like as long as it can live in an animal host, some form of it, some mutation, some strain of it is gonna continue to exist. And that's what we're dealing and we with. We just right have now. to build immunity to it.
0: But we're dealing with like a a weird ass mu- mutation from what I'm seeing. Like they keep on talking about how it's just like. I mean, like first of all, the virus itself, the COVID-19 virus in itself, it was already like a Frankenstein virus. And now it's like growing these monster mutations that's like throwing scientists off. And so <clears throat> the introduction to it, I heard people saying it was from South Africa. And then I did a little bit more research and found out that that's just where the, the scientists discovered it and uh, identified it. Uh, It was actually in other places in Europe and Asia as well. And right now it's kind of spreading through southern, what they say, sub-Saharan Africa, African nations and countries over there, which has enacted travel bans in those countries and everything like that to America. Uh, But there haven't been travel bans to the European and Asian countries that are experiencing outbreaks of these things as well. So it makes you wonder, like, why? But the interesting part, like I said, is just the makeup of what this virus does, and like, what do we need to, what do we need to know? Like, what do I need to know to prepare myself for? Like, is it more contagious? Is it, is it more dangerous? Is it? What is it? What, what are the important things that I need to know to be prepared for? Is the vaccine gonna be uh ready for it? And so far, it's just like right now. We're just in the data collect collecting days of this mutation itself. Of the what are they calling the om, om uh the om, omicron? I don't remember how to pronounce it. Do you know your omicron. Greek alphabets?
1: Omicron. Omicron. Omicron.
0: Omicron. Probably. Or is Twitter's kind of like om- a uh,
1: transformer?
0: <laughs> it do it do. Did you see? Did you see how they got to it too? Like they're going through the Greek alphabet, but they skipped over two of them. They skipped over. They skipped over new because they said it sounded like it was just saying the new virus. And then they they skipped over over G, X I. And they said it was because it was such a common last name. They didn't want to do it. So that's how they got to Omicron and the alphabet. They just skipped over a couple. But what do we, I mean what do we, what what do you expect it to, if any, have any f- impact on the, the the holiday season, how we, how we move not at all.
1: No, not at all. We're here because we, we chose to, um, society has, has chose to operate the way it's been operating. We're not, we're not following the rules that you follow to eliminate a situation like this. You know, I read something the other day, somebody was just kind of like a what if type of thing, you know? And I don't know. I'm like, look, everybody loves to have their answer. To simplify it, but we don't know how simple this could be. But it's one of those things where if you just imagine if we stopped allowing, you know, traveling and stuff like that for a certain amount of time to where if an infected person could completely recover from it and stop spreading it, would it in theory completely eliminate it? You know, if if it's that if it's that simple. But now, since there are so many different variants, I'm sure there are variants that exist right now that haven't been identified. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and we're oh, reading man. the people that are supposed to be in charge or these companies saying things like two troubling things I've read. I'm not going to say troubling, but, you know, for the people that are at that may feel that they're at risk, um, it's I guess it's troubling news. Like if, if you've been vaccinated more than six months ago, you, you're at risk. Basically, that vaccine is no longer protecting you. It's no longer effective you need a booster shot. Right. Mm. So that's one thing. But then there's also, um, I think the modernist CFO, CL, whatever stated that they have to work on, um, a vaccine now to fight off this variant because the the current vaccine will not protect you. It has no effectiveness against it. Like for them to flat out just state that then it's just like, cause the mutations um, did that. That's that's what what I'm so crazy
0: about the mutations is that it's mutated to fight against. I don't know how it does this so quickly,
1: but it did. (laughs) Exactly. So, so my thing is like, whether you get vaccinated or not, you know, just do the right thing. Do be aware. You know, have your head on swivel. It's not gonna kill everybody. You know, even with the Omicron, from things I've been reading, um, it's more contagious, but it's not necessarily gonna be more deadly mm-hmm. you know it's just more spreadable so it makes it more dangerous for people that have health issues you know um and i was you know it's funny i was uh not funny see that's what i mean by i have to find other words besides funny and interesting crazy but or crazy right yeah <laughs> but i had a conversation with a nurse last week and um we were talking about you know we got on the subject it's almost like he just, everybody, he must be the type of person, everybody he meets, he, he asks, he starts talking about the vaccination or the vaccine, you know what I mean? That's how mm-hmm. the kind of conversation just was. And so I just wanted information, you know, I was just asking him more so questions about what the, the makeup of the people in the hospital were, you know, what's what's the majority of their age? What's the majority of their um, health? You know, do are they healthy? Do they have underlying conditions? you know, already. And that kind of was the thing was, yes, it's still young people getting it. It's people of all ages getting it. Um, But, you know, a lot of people that are actually passing away from it or, you know, being having the, the respirators or breathing issues are either elderly um, over a certain age group or um, have other underlying health issues. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So my focus is this. We can get you can get as many vaccines as you want if you think that's going to save you. But if you're not focusing on your health still, you know, and focusing on your natural immune system, like I think I hate the word when people just when they talk about natural immunity and try to demonize it because you automatically assume because you have natural immunity um, that you're anti-vax. And I'm like, let's still push put out a message that you can get vaccine, but you're still your body still has immunity still naturally too, though, right? The vaccine doesn't cancel out your natural immune system, does it? I don't know. I hope it doesn't. But the point of making is we have to still work on our natural immune system, too, that we were designed to have to fight off these things and feed our bodies correctly, uh, get enough sunlight, you know, um, put in certain things that are going to boost our immune system, especially during this season, because now we know, bro, we've been through this two years. We know that this thing is not going to disappear ever anytime soon or ever. (laughs) So all we can do is prepare for it and, and give ourselves the best fighting chance as a society. But yeah. trying to just say, take this pill and then do whatever the heck you want. That's <laughs> not the, I don't think that's the answer. And now there's evidence that now we're, we're at the end of the year, two years later, and there's new, stronger, more contagious variants coming on. Like we got to change it up. We we're we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And we're expecting a different result. And giving us more shots is not going to be the answer. Especially if these things uh, expire over a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. If they don't give us protection long enough for us for the entire world to, you get what I'm saying? Like, say, say people get it, and then six months later, or even after four months, it start expiring over the people that got it four months ago. Then, by the time everybody's completely vaccinated, are the people that got it four months ago to six months ago now no longer vaccinated? Can they then restart the spread? Like, they that's up to them to fix that and make it last longer, at least make it more effective. It's a tweet. Else, it's a tweet. What are, I are we saw, doing?
0: It's a tweet I saw the other day. Remember back in season one of COVID, when we thought maybe we'd it's be in this for one. for just five seasons, like Breaking Bad, and now it's like surprise, y'all! This is Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's 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 the that's the uh the era we're in right now, COVID, and it's just like our um response to it though is an indication of a greater philosophy in how we view public health and medicine in yeah. America and maybe maybe it's a western civilization philosophy maybe it's an american civilization philosophy or whatever it may be but it's some there's a disconnect in in the way that we do things and handle health public health and the way Mm -hmm. that we should probably be doing it and i think that's what this is really just a a big expose in you know what i mean and it's a real-time experiment on us unfortunately Cause we have to, we have to live through it and live through the ramifications of a, of a faulty system of dealing with diseases and just everyday stuff that humans are on earth to deal with. We just, we're doing it wrong guys type of thing.
1: Our, our system is built on really having unhealthy citizens. Mm Mm-hmm. Like think about the alcohol sales, um, you allow, I mean, quit Trip alone. I hate to point them out, but let's say a convenience store. If you want to edit that out. So I'm not attacking them, but a convenience store, um, a grocery store, (laughs) you go in there and there's so many, the amount of processed things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, just the, the unhealthy things that we put on our bodies, fast food, just everything we do that results in our bodies not being the best versions of themselves Mm. long term it's Mm -hmm. cool to like back in the day i feel like our grandparents used to do certain things in moderation but now it's like since we're spoiled you know as generations the younger each generation is like more spoiled than the next and they have way more things to get a hold of and then i feel like um we're getting less exercise than before you know Yeah. yeah um bro i was listening to this video the video I was telling you about earlier with the aliens and the technology, and uh, he was talking about how I don't know what he was saying, but it was like he was because he was talking about the the religion or something like that. But he was saying like it puts you in a a very they know how to put you into this very light state whoa. of hypnosis. Whoa,
0: whoa, what? You you were going the direction I was about to go. You like it's like you read my mind because you was talking about physical, and I was just I was like thinking it's also connected spiritually. So that's what yeah. you're getting at too. And I was also thinking about how, <clears throat> I've heard it before, but Kanye was mentioning in his Drink Champs interview uh-huh. about how when they made the shift of how, how what a frequency they recorded music in. Yeah. You're familiar with that story, right? Yes. Yeah, with, uh, with how it's, I don't remember what, what it was before and what it is now, but what it, what it is, is it's, it does have an effect on the human body to some extent at the frequency of, so it's just like, it seems like there was an intent in all facets of how we live, right? It's just like the spiritual has been attacked. (laughs) They've done it with music frequency, our health and what food we put in our body and how we go about life and everything like that. And the amount of sleep that we're able to get based on our lifestyle that they they designed with the way that we go to work and all that kind of stuff every day. And just all these things have conspired. It's just, I feel like it's, it can't be on accident. It can't be on accident, right? (laughs) Like this, you can't unintentionally get all of these things to throw us off of our like you said where we need to be off of our proper frequency and everything like that. You know what I mean? That's that can't just happen by accident. No. Nah, maybe it takes it alien. Maybe it takes alien technology. <laughs>
1: For sure, man. So, uh but to tie all that in, yeah, bro, just the the being able to be and what I mean by like the hypnosis thing is like I'm not I know I'm not the only person that can find myself laying down on my back holding my phone up to my face for hours. <laughs> just you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It don't matter what I'm watching. All right. Or reading or whatever. It'll just be like you just be there stuck. All right. Just in that position on your back, holding your phone up. Yo, your fucking wrist getting carpal tunnel and tired and stuff. And you just holding it up over your face. So it's just like, <laughs> we don't know what, you know, maybe it's the the, uh, the light color. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to get to the science behind that yeah. stuff. Cause it's some psychology. It's kind of like, yeah, bro, it is though. And they study that stuff because that's the stuff they taught us in college to study when we was taking those classes. Um, but we, we have all that, you know, and then we're trying to just say that, you know, a shot is going to cure, cure this issue. And it's like, no, it will aid in this issue. Man, you know what I'm saying? Pull,
0: pull up a uh, Kyrie's page on your on your uh, phone real quick, cause I just want to talk about it today. Cause he he made a few posts today, and he's made a few posts in the last month. So, and I just I just want to talk about what Kyrie Irving is doing. You know what I mean? Like he's, it's not like he's uh sitting out doing nothing. You know what I mean? So I think it's proper to address what is Kyrie up to. You know what I mean? And at least all we're privy to as the public is he's posted a few things on Instagram here and there. So uh, I don't know if you're there yet. Right. But I had sent you the, uh, the Basquiat painting that he had posted on November 15th, which is uh, the Hollywood Africans painting, which I have, I have as well, like my screensaver on my computer. I, I really love this piece. You know what I mean? Like some about it, just like like, when I saw it, like I was obsessed with it. It It's just like a lot going on in it, right? And it just shows you like all the things that could be going through one individual's mind, and whether it's connected or not, whether you see the connection or not, it's connected in their brain somehow. You know what I mean? And so that was just the start of it. Back on November November fifteenth, right? Are you on the page? Yeah, I'm on it right now. So today, eight hours ago as of right now, he posted the uh, the first picture, where it's a guy sitting in front of a tree, legs crossed, all these books flying around him, but he's reading a book, he got his head buried in his book, and the title says, Who Am I? Right? Yeah. So that's the first one. The second one is uh, it's a mother holding a child with, like, a crescent moon over the head, and it looks like just a community behind them or something like that. I don't know. It's a painting. Uh, and nature and everything like that but it's a Native American obviously and if you know anything about Kyrie I think his mother was Native American so you got that then the third picture is a black man with a chain around his head and a lock and looks like he just got a key and he's about to unlock the the lock that's been around his head symbolism so as a resident Kyrie Irving uh, reporter for, for Synchronicity bro What the hell is he posting about, Dustin? Explain to us, please.
1: I don't know, honestly. I don't think, like, I don't think it's... it's, I think more than anything, just posting stuff that's not traditional. I think he's just being himself. Like, we all can do a podcast or have our own Instagram pages And do it, you know, talk about whatever we really want to talk about. Um, Is he just expected to shut up and dribble and only talk about basketball and sell basketball 100 percent of the time? Like, is that all he ever is going to mean to society is just being a great basketball player? You know what I mean? So I think the stuff he's posting is just information that he's, you know, he's um, he's things he's into, basically, you know, and he's sharing his personality. Mm -hmm. Um, We hate it. People hate it because it don't have nothing to do with what they want him to represent to, to them if if you get mad at what he's posting that's a reflection of you know what i'm saying yourself mm-hmm. or you know the individual the people that are having an issue with it i think he's just sharing his interests you know what i mean um because yeah the stuff you mentioned i think there's symbolism but i noticed like he's not really putting any captions on them to no. make you the to make you think what he's wanting you to think he's just sharing stuff you know and then you, you interpret it I mean he has a picture of Morpheus you know yeah I was going to end with that because that's, that's what he
0: posted on November 1st <laughs> when it was kind of yeah. like around the time where everybody kind of knew he wasn't going to be playing this season you know that was like one of the first posts that he made afterwards but I do I just wanted to this is that's what, he doesn't post often so that's why I thought it was interesting that he posted three in a day you know and they all kind of have their own symbolism. But I think they all speak to somebody that's on a on a certain journey, you know, of self-discovery, of um, self-education, of self-enlightenment, and all these kind of things. And just un- unlocking the truths that kind of aren't always privy to us when we're growing up, you know what I mean? And he seems yeah. like he's he's a uh, he's tapping into that force, at least. And he's just sharing a piece of that journey. And like I, I know. I mean, I didn't I didn't want you to speak to the people that aren't gonna understand it because I don't care. I don't really care about that. But to the people that might understand it, what do you, do you would would you say you understand? Kind of what what he says. Is there anything that you relate to in these posts?
1: That no, I think that, I'm just gonna interpret it based off of my. You know, my life experience. So, I mean, if I see somebody unchaining a lock from their mind, you know, for your mind, yeah, you know. All right. I'll say this. What he's doing. What I meant by what I said earlier is like what he is doing is saying, I'm not going to make this system strong. I'm not going to make the monster or the machine more powerful by only posting my jerseys and my shoes and my brands and stuff like that. He's doing the opposite. And saying, I've lived this life. Like I've heard when people talk about Kyrie and stuff, and they'll say stuff like, you know, why would why would somebody give up all this money, you know, just because they don't want to take a shot? And it's like, see, you just you're you're somebody who thinks money is everything. He's had the money. He's been a millionaire for maybe the past ten years. I don't know Bro, how long he's been in he's the millionaire. He's been league.
0: one of the most uh just to put it in perspective and help you help your point a little bit, right? He's been one of the most Endorsable guys in the league like he had a whole movie just because his commercial was such a hit you know what i mean the uncle drew stuff went through the roof like he was that big of a deal in commercial in the commercial world you know what i mean so he he is um a top tier guy as far as it goes with that making money off of off the off the floor stuff because he's that i mean he's that recognizable he's that Whatever you whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean. And so he is yeah. making a sacrifice, and it has to be. It seems like a conscious
1: sacrifice, but it's the same thing with Dave Chappelle, how he talk about he left money. What I mean is this: when you live that lifestyle of a millionaire, you realize um, you can be happy. Like when I, the joke I said about evil people are going to be evil whether they are rich or poor, good mm-hmm. people are going to be good whether they are rich or poor. It's kind of like that. Like if you're happy with your life, then extra 20 million dollars don't mean nothing yeah. extra ring to hold on your finger because you won a game of basketball that's not his priority in life right now like that doesn't mean anything to him whole even maybe his legacy on the off the uh court is probably more important to him than it is on the court because he's seen what the end of, he knows what the nba is really like behind closed doors that's the point i'm really making mm-hmm so some of his posts is like, I don't even think they're like anti-sports posts. I think this is like on society, like, you know, free of mind or the, the chain off the mind from the brainwashing or whatever, or the, the influence, uh, the native American woman and the child, you know, posting that around, you know, a few days after uh, Thanksgiving, him reading the book about who am I, um, kind of what we were talking about earlier today about we've, we've been educated things since we were children and that kind of is how we built our own identity. So, like, when we hear anything that goes against that narrative, we automatically think it's wrong, you know what I mean? Or it's hard for us to accept it as adults because it's like, that's not what I was told as a child, you know? Yeah. But it's like, we don't find an issue with the fact that we really were told Santa Claus was real and then all of a sudden we were told he wasn't real. What else were we told You know, as a child that we believe that wasn't necessarily the truth, you know? So I think the whole who am I thing, I I don't think he's trying to tell you who you are. I think he's just showing, like, for you to figure out yourself, you gotta, you know, you gotta do the work. You gotta put in the research. You gotta hey, read. Uh, he
0: so he also posted some stuff in his story and it, it linked to a page. And I don't know if this is his brand or what, but it says "Her Kai and I," right? Yeah. Uh, so the the post caption said it includes you. Surround yourself with those who are on a similar heightened journey. We are all on the pursuit of destiny. We are not here to define your specific pursuit, but to support and encourage each other on our personal journeys. We can lead and lean into and, and lean in together. And so he's just—I think he's speaking to a lot of the like, like values. Like I said, he, his mother is Native American, so he's he's gone on a, his own personal journey to rediscover that side of his family. Recently, I never knew you know, that. Yeah. So so he that's been a, a big part of his last few years of why he has been the way he has been because he's reconnecting with a lot of family and obviously coming coming across a lot of values that he wasn't privy to early on in his life not having his mother and and her influence in her and their family there and so i think that that's what i see when i'm looking at these posts you know is that he's just kind of uh in a way i don't know in, unintentionally or in Intentionally sending out a a message to say I'm I'm uh I'm here on my journey I'm I'm doing all right and stuff you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I'm good I'm over here getting myself together getting my community together getting my my mind right and everything like that and you should too type of thing and so yeah that's Kyrie man that's Kyrie
1: remember I was asking you, you on I guess Sunday I was trying to talk about the uh the Falcon wide receiver that decided to take the season off or take some time off. Calvin you know, for Ridley. Mental health. Yeah. Um, and it's like, look, if it's, if it's all right to do stuff like that, um, what do we categorize? You know, other things um, or what Kyrie has done because I don't know if it's necessarily a mental health thing, but it just I don't know. It just seems like basketball is not his number one priority right now. And Especially okay. after, you know, after what he was faced with with Um, if it's my understanding, you know, it's not so much the vaccine, but the fact that they said they weren't going to make it, you know, uh, uh, do this or you can't play type of thing. And then they did, um, you know what I mean? So now he just feels like his, his personal rights are being taken away from him.
0: I think, I think we're, we're all basing our opinions off of what we are privy to with Kyrie. Like you said, you didn't, you didn't know that about his mother and everything like that. So I'm sure a lot of people don't know that Kyrie is going through his own thing, you know, through his own personal thing right now. And there's no way that you can, like, see the way that Stephen A is talking about this man on TV every day when he's not playing and then truly appreciate what he's trying to do with himself and that it's, it's his own personal journey. And, like, granted, it's a privilege, like, to be to be able to do something like this, right? To be able to say, I'm going to sit out from a year that I could probably make a hundred million dollars. Because of whatever, because I'm trying to grow closer to my roots and everything like that, and everyone's not in a position to do that, obviously. But it's it doesn't take away from the importance of what what it is, what it represents, and everything like that. And even carrying over to Calvin, really, whatever he's feels like he needs to deal with, go deal with it, because we've seen what happens when uh, people let the NFL, you know, spin him up. You know, chew him, chew him up, spit him out type of thing. You know what I mean? If he feels like he's being overwhelmed, overworked, then that's his right to, you know, check out. And whatever you want, to, whatever you need to call it for the public to accept it. Yeah. You know what I mean? What You know, that's fine with me. Uh, Because we just got to the stage where in the last few years that we would accept an athlete saying, I want to sit out for, yeah. for uh, mental health reasons. You know what I mean? And you notice that was just like kind of a here and gone thing. It wasn't like something that carried on for weeks, where people were just like, "Where is Calvin Ridley now? Has he got his health together?" Damn,
1: you know what I mean? It's like we're giving. It'd be different if they if they had a fighting chance. I think it would be different.
0: I don't though. I don't. I think we're because you got to remember in this last year, Osaka, the number one tennis player in the world, sat out not only during like actual ter- tennis tournaments, but during the Olympics. She she went out, you know, sat out and everything. And then uh, you had uh, Simone Biles in the Olympics. The top, you know, gymnast in the world. She said, "Up due to mental health reasons, or you know, whatever she, you, you know, she, they presented it to us at least as mental health reasons, but they were going through something where they just needed to decompress or whatever they need. You know what I mean? And yeah, there was a little backlash and everything like that, but time passes and we get over it. It's like." Uh, we're in a, a better space now Than we were five years ago At least with that conversation Which is dope It just shows you how How fast the world can change You know what I mean And so Kyrie Just to bring him back around Go do what you need to do Because I feel like What he's doing is, is is a righteous journey You know what I mean It's like mm. Whether it's there's righteous for us It don't matter It's righteous for him and his family And that's what matters You know what I mean He, getting this shit together. he got a new kid And everything like that So make sure you good You know what I mean All that stuff and I think that's the uh, I think that's the Grammy uh, orchestra telling us that we've gone on too long I don't know if you saw. Seen, seen that it. yeah I don't know if you saw your lights I think that was the I seen that that reality. was the yeah that was the Oscar music where they are telling us wrap it up fellas wrap it up fellas so yeah if you got nothing else man I got nothing else this was synchronicity bro uh, do them things where you like it subscribe and all that kind of stuff to YouTube and Spotify and wherever else you might find us but for now, hey man, I had a good time today. Yeah, I'll see you uh, next week. Uh, I'll save my rest- I had I had a whole Laker dissertation for you, ready to let you know how it's going after twenty games. But we'll have to wait another nobody, week. Nobody,
1: nobody wants to hear it. You guys are done. You guys are washed. It's over with. Nah,
0: we actually turned it around. We're the best team in the <laughs> L.A. But uh, <laughs> all right, we'll
1: see if you still feel that way, then how about yeah. that?
0: So still feel this way. We'll see. We'll see. I'll see you next week.
1: Peace.